a new crew for both schools us with some guys with the year of experience westfield graduating i heard something in the 20s from last year's state championship team so i know that everybody all last two weeks since the end of the season have been talking about westfield has beat jeff to end our season two years in a row two years ago some of these guys weren't even at these high schools they were in junior high so It's not like they played them at the beginning of the season. And, you know, the NFL, you can play a team three times in one season. Mm-hmm. I get it. We've lost twice in a row. But this is a new year and a new school. And obviously, uh, you never know, right? It's sectionals. Yep. And we've got guys who've kind of had this on the calendar now for a few weeks. Uh, if you're wondering where we were last week, keep in mind, 6A didn't play last week. And almost all of the 5As did not play last week yeah. either. Uh, because the classes of the big schools are a little smaller than the small ones. So uh, we've been on fall break. The guys have had nothing but a week's worth of rest and practice to get ready for tonight's game, the game plan. And Coach Shanley and his guys have had two weeks now. They really started looking at film of Westfield before the regular season finale. So our coaching staff has been planning and game planning for Westfield now for going on almost three weeks. It's a home game. It's chilly. Yeah. But, uh, again, I think the weather, all you want is it to be dry and not windy. The cold, yeah. once you're out there running around, the cold is a non-factor. It's dry. It's not windy, which, you know, when you're a passing team, that's kind of some things that you look at more so mm-hmm. than the temperature outside. I, know, I don't think as much the weather shouldn't affect the Broncos as much. They can, they've passed the ball well, and they can run the ball well. They've run the ball well all season, so – Either, you know, whatever the conditions are, the Broncos should be fine offensively, and, and they've they've played well, very well offensively coming into this game, averaging 48 points a game this season, and hopefully they can put up some big numbers tonight against the Shamrocks. Yeah, Westfield is a defensive team. They want to ball control, and they want to play defense, but mm-hmm. like you said, some of our dynamic playmakers get the ball in their hands and hope for the best. Westfield is on a little bit of a, a losing streak here going into tonight's game as well. If you've uh, paid attention or if you are maybe a casual high school observer, Westfield, four and five on the season. Mm-hmm. So your, your initial thought is, okay, four. But, but they've lost five in a row. And uh, arguably uh, their leading runner injured in the fifth game of the season. They haven't won without him. Yeah. So they've got their own issues over on their sideline with personnel as well. But before people just look at their record and say, oh, five losses in a row, they're not losing to just anybody out there. I looked up to see who their losses have came to. They lost to Hamilton Southeastern. Yeah. They lost to Brownsburg. Great. Those are great programs. Fishers and Rebuff. They're not losing to teams that struggle typically playing football. So despite the fact that they're four and five, uh, the teams that they've lost to are really good. Yeah. And they're really, really good throughout the state so if they had a different schedule their record would look a little bit different Mm -hmm. uh westfield probably the best team we've played all season long our only Mm -hmm. common opponent was westfield played harrison earlier in the season and they defeated harrison 22 to 7 and so we had that shootout with harrison at ross 8 stadium that was a a nice one 49 39 but uh so the only common opponent we both beat they held harrison to seven points uh they're going to be a good team uh, coach Shanley has talked up their coach as being a great coach over the last few weeks. And, again, it's time now, you know, all of the, the talk of their record and of their injured running back and their good defense. 
now we finally get to find out what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. And I think, you know, as you talked about, you know, Westfield's schedule, I think that'll be the story tonight is uh, the Broncos coming off 9-0, and but have they, they haven't really, you don't think they've played as good competition as Westfield. You pretty much know they haven't. But the Shamrocks four and five, and and you know that's why it's hard to hard to think about what will happen in this game because they played two completely different schedules. But we'll we'll see tonight here in about two minutes as we kick off in in this interesting sectional game tonight. Yeah, Bronco fans out there uh, that have been around for a minute, obviously Westfield's from the conference that we were in for ten or eleven years, mm-hmm. and so sports fans out there, uh, we remember that that conference is is one of the most competitive conferences in the state Mm -hmm. and uh again so i don't think that people who think about it if they take a step back they're going to realize that you know this game out here tonight despite the four and five record you know really you could almost look at it almost like a coin toss that you know it's it sounds cliche you hear it on the the college game shows on the nfl game shows but again it's one of those things where in sectionals I, you know, the team that probably makes the fewest mistakes is going to yeah. end up winning the football game. I know it sounds silly to say, but oftentimes it's said so much because it comes true time and time again. And, you know, the Broncos have made they've made a lot of big plays and big games to come out with wins. And, you know, this Westfield team is a, a very solid team. So, you know, both teams, great teams, it's going to be a great battle. And, and as you said, it's going to come out come down to who makes – who makes the most mistakes you know the little things the penalties the turnovers those those things whoever can win those win those battles will most likely come out and win this game and again if uh, you're just joining us i'm scott graves joined side tonight is our sports director christian maggio and again it's westfield jeff it's sectionals the other sectional tonight uh going up against us is carmel and noblesville so the winner here mm-hmm. will play the winner there and uh, speaking of a couple of other, you know, maybe some local interests, uh, really all of the local teams are in action as well tonight. CC is playing North Miami. Westside is playing Twin Lakes. McCutcheon is playing Huntington North. And Harrison is playing Kokomo. And uh, if you've got a little rooting interest in any of those, Christian and I will do our best to give you some score updates from there as well. But obviously... Our, our main concern here tonight is uh, Bronco football. And as we said, even though it's a new year, really want to get that step past. You know, you, yeah. you've got the conference championship. You've got the undefeated season. Now now it's time to, to say get the monkey off our back, so to speak. Westfield defending 5A title, right? They beat us last year in sectionals. And the other thing that I was reading earlier today is not just us. Westfield has had their way with Tippecanoe County for like the last five years, 21 and 0, without any of the games really being within about two scores against Jeff Harrison and McCutcheon. Yeah. So to, between the three Tippecanoe County schools taking on Westfield, they've really had some success up here. Which, even if they've struggled this season, will give them, you would think, here in sectionals, a little extra boost and confidence. Be like, hey, yeah. we've gone to Tippecanoe County multiple times and had tons of success. So. We'll see how things get going here in just a couple of minutes. The Broncos are on the field. Uh, we are waiting on the coin toss, so we are just a couple of minutes away. Uh, Christian, a few other notes of interest you have right there for us before we get started? Yeah, just some other stats on the on the Broncos. Uh, obviously, the Broncos coming into this undefeated 9-0, and the first undefeated regular season for the Broncos since 2003. That season, the Broncos ended up 
finishing 10-1, and one, and they lost to Hamilton Southeastern in a close 16-14 to 14 loss in sectionals. And uh, obviously, also a couple weeks ago, the Broncos with a 70-0 to zero win over Muncie Central. We were here for that one, a, a shootout. Uh, I, I believe it said the Broncos' offense had 545 yards, so hopefully the Broncos can get that offensive output here today. Yeah, you're right, Christian. Broncos have had their way with their last handful of opponents. You know, back at the beginning of the season after we defeated McCutcheon and Harrison, that's when people started looking around and being like, well, realistically, we're going to at least get a share of the conference championship, the de facto game kind of between us and McCutcheon. But as you said, this Westfield defense is going to be bigger, faster, stronger than any defense we've seen all year. Yeah. And I know uh, you could tell kind of last uh, or last game two weeks ago against Muncie Central, once the Broncos had a little bit of a lead, you could tell they were kind of working out some things, making sure some things were perfected and ready to go for sectionals. So it'll be interesting to see. And uh, with fall break and everything, they, they've had, you know, Coach Shanley and the staff and the players have had extra time to prepare this game, watch film, and and, and figure out what their game plan is for tonight against the Shamrocks. No, and the other thing, if you were with Christian and I a couple of weeks ago against Muncie Central, Coach Shanley really wanted to push the tempo. What do you do against a big, fast, strong defense? You push the tempo. You yeah. hurry to the line of scrimmage. So uh, Muncie Central, a little bit of a dress rehearsal for the timing of our offense for tonight's game. And the Broncos, to start sectionals, will start – with the football the shamrocks will kick here to us at the shoe on a chilly friday and sectionals are underway Uh bobbled in in high school if the kickoff goes into the end zone it's an automatic touchback bishop johnson tried to make a running catch over his shoulder to get momentum instead of waiting on the kick went off his shoulder pad no worries in high school once the football touches the ground in the end zone it's an automatic touchback lucky break for the broncos to start this one so we'll have the ball on the 20 yard line and and let's see what they come out with here to start this game senior matt wilkerson is our quarterback he has been now and he will get us started from the 20 yard line a bunch formation for the broncos and then they're going to spread out just to see what Westfield is doing defensively. Man in half motion, and it's going to be a sweep to the right side off tackle. Short gain for the Broncos, and it looks like Latrell Brown, the senior, gets the first carry. Gain Christian of about two and a half, maybe three positive yards on first down. Uh, Pretty good run up the middle. Uh, They're good blocking to get a couple yards to start the drive for the Broncos. So, uh, we'll have it here second and seven. Right back to the line of scrimmage. Man in motion again. And it's going to be a dive up the middle to Brown. Latrell gets a gain of about three more. And Christian, we mentioned it right before kickoff. Shanley really wanted to go tempo, tempo, tempo. You look down there. The center doesn't even go off the line of scrimmage. He just waits for the ball to be placed. And we're going to snap it with 28 seconds to go here on the play clock. Third and five. It's a sweep to the left. There is room. Latrell's got the first down, and he's got he's speed. Latrell's to the 40. I'm not sure he can be caught. To the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Broncos. Here we go. Third and five. Latrell Brown to the house. 
75-yard touchdown for Latrell, and that's some of the speed we were talking about. It Get him was. to the outside. He broke a few tackles. Pay dirt. It was a, that was a great run, great job by Latrell Brown, and also by the Broncos. Uh, their line and perimeter blocking opened up a great hole there on the outside, and Latrell saw the hole, and he broke right through the hole and, and went 75 yards to the house. Impressive run right there for Brown, Christian. He uh, looked like he was going to get a gain of about seven. It was third and five, and he broke through those two tackles. The safety had a shot on him at about the 25, and his the shoestring wasn't able to bring him down. And Latrell stayed in bounds and got into the end zone. Extra point is good. And, uh, you know, again, you're talking about a, a Bronco team with a lot of confidence and touchdown, you know, on the third play from the line of scrimmage for the Broncos. And now we'll see if Westfield can answer. This will be crucial point early here in the game. Only a minute in, and the Broncos already with seven on the board. We'll see whether the Shamrocks can answer back here in this one. Westfield, if you're just joining us, four and five on the season. They've lost five in a row. Uh, they, they lost their leading rusher halfway through the season as well to an injury and uh you know when you're high school is a funny sport when you are on the losing end of uh some games regardless of how good the other team is and westfield's schedule is brutal uh you give up a 75 yard touchdown off the left tackle on the third play we'll see if westfield can answer seven nothing here as christian mentioned just a second ago we're one minute into the game if you're just joining us it is the opening night of sectionals here in 6a indiana high school football i'm scott graves christian maggio beside me tonight broncos lining up for the kick here hoping hoping to get a stop and add to their lead kickoff from the 40 is up and it's on the hash mark to about the 15 westfield will take the ball there they're to the 25 to the 30 brought down by a host of broncos as they stood the returner up and took him down westfield will take over first and 10 from their 30 yard line westfield's quarterback is cameron nance number three he's a senior not very tall this is five nine 180 and Nance uh, is also the second leading rusher. He threw for just over 1,100 yards on the season, six touchdowns, six interceptions, rushed for 362 and four touchdowns. So with the, the, the leading rusher, obviously, out with an injury, Nance, second leading rusher on the team. Westfield's going to start in the pistol and they're going to dive it right up the middle for no gain on the play, maybe a gain of about a yard. Christian, see if you can help me get a number on the other running back it appears to be 22 kobe hauser looks like he's going to get the first carry for westfield so second down and a long eight after the gain of about a yard and a half trips to the right for the shamrocks they're in the pistol formation again nance takes the snap swings it out to the outside a little bubble screen and there's defenders there nowhere to go and a loss of about two on the play, wow. and there's Broncos all over the place. The pass was complete uh, to Caleb Pettijohn. Uh, nowhere to go. Third down and long for the Shamrocks. And if you're sitting there thinking, what are you talking about, the pistol? The pistol formation is when the quarterback is in a maybe a short shotgun and there's a running back mm-hmm. a few yards behind him. Third down and 10 here for Westfield. Broncos already scored on a Latrell Brown 75-yard touchdown run. 
Trips to the left this time for the Shamrocks. Nance takes the snap, and he looks left, swings it out over the middle. Incomplete pass, and it looked like it was going to be a sliding, diving catch for Westfield. The pass was just a little bit short, and the Bronco defense, kind of the unsung crew, right? The offense gets all of the attention. The defense holds Westfield to a quick three and out. Broncos coming out with a lot of energy so far today. Obviously, the the three-play, 80-yard drive on offense for a touchdown, and and the defense really swarming hard to the football. And and three three good plays on defense, and now you got a three and out for the Shamrocks. Super super high punt right there. Fair catch called for the Broncos, and. It looked to me, obviously, you've got some people out there waving their arms. Avery Walker had called for a fair catch and ran into a a Westfield player. No flag on the play, so Westfield gets a favorable bounce, and Broncos will take over first and 10 for their second possession. They're going to be right around the 20. We'll see where the official puts the ball down. Looks like they're going to put it down on the 19, and and uh, Christian that easily could have just been a running into the the fair catch mm-hmm. for Westfield. Instead, the Broncos are starting off on their own 19-yard line. We'll see. It looks like Munoz in it running back on this drive. It's going to be a jet sweep to the left. A couple of broken tackles. Jay Siegel with a nice carry right there for the Broncos. Gain of about six on the play. Second down and four. The the right to left jet sweep from the wide receiver. Wilkerson gets everybody right back to the line of scrimmage. It looks like Siegel and Johnson are going to be on the left, excuse me, on the right, and it's going to be off tackle to Munoz, and this time nowhere to go. Westfield's linebacker all over the play right there. Griffin Lichtfeld, a senior for Westfield on the stop. And after the loss of about a yard and a half, third and five for the Broncos. we got three receivers to the right and one to the left. Wilkerson's in the backfield by himself. He takes a snap and rolls to his right, looking to throw and does. The pass is complete. First down, Broncos. Uh, nice little spread out to the right right there for Jeff. Jay Siegel on the catch. First down, gain of about six and a half on the play. It was a nice nice little rollout from Wilkerson and, and good route by Siegel to find an open spot and to get the first down for the Broncos. This is easily the fastest I've seen us play all season as we're already taking the snap. And Wilkerson throws it to the right side. It's deflected by the defensive end for Westfield. But again, we talked before kickoff that Coach Shanley really wanted to go fast. You know, what do you do when you've got big linebackers and big defensive linemen? You, you speed it up. You know, you try to keep them on the field. Don't let them sub. Right back to the line of scrimmage again. Trips to the far left for Wilkerson. He's in the backfield by himself. He's going to roll to his left, looks to throw. He's getting blitzed. He sidearms it and skips it up the middle incomplete. Uh, Wilkerson was hit as he threw and quickly third down and 10 for the Broncos after the incomplete pass. That was a good decision there by Wilkerson. Uh, the only you know, the only choice he had other than the incomplete pass was, was to take the sack and and you know, he threw it wisely threw it away and got the incomplete pass. So we have a third and ten. Munoz in the backfield with Wilkerson three to the left, and it's going to be a dive up the middle. Wilkerson keeps it. Everybody thought that Munoz had it. Wilkerson gets a gain of about eight on the play. He's going to be brought down fourth and two. And Christian, here's where Coach Shanley using Wilkerson as the kicker comes in as a bit of an advantage. The Broncos don't hesitate. Everybody stays out there. Nobody subs in and out. So it, it, it's, you know, 
makes it tougher for the other team to to see what's going to happen. You know, with Wilkerson staying out there, Wilkerson um, is a shotgun. You never know whether they're going to go for it or just punt it. And they're going to check over to the sideline again to Coach Sheldon, the offensive coordinator, barking orders out to Wilkerson. Munoz is in the backfield. It looks like he's going to be on the right side. I think we're going to end up calling timeout, and Coach Shanley does. I think I'm, – I'm really not even 100% sure. Shanley calls timeout as the play clock dwindled down, and uh, it looked like there were some audibles going on. I think that there's – part of the conversation is to go for it. Yeah, I think, I think in this situation, if I was – the Broncos, I would be going for the ball for the first down right now, only fourth and about two yards. Your offense has been, you know, pretty smooth other than those two incomplete passes. And and with the defense forcing a three and out last drive for the Broncos, I think you have a you should go for this fourth down here at mid, around midfield. Well, I'll be the devil's advocate. They're on the 39, which isn't which is not that's not close enough to midfield for me. And the defense with an impressive three and out on Westfield's first, I think you want to I think you want to flip the field. Uh, I think if they were on the Westfield 39, you go for it. But being on their own 39 yard line, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think I punt the ball right here. If you're just joining us. 7-0 is your score. Latrell Brown had a 75-yard touchdown run on our first possession. It's fourth and two for the Broncos, and this time it looks like we are in an official punt formation. I think that's, that's not Wilkerson. It's Brian Jenkins. Number Jenkins. five there on the punt. Jenkins does, uh, they call it, a, a, a beautiful Bronco bounce. They call it like a rugby style where you take a couple of runs mm-hmm. to your dominant foot before you kick it. And Jenkins is a wide receiver. Took a couple of runs, a couple of steps to the right before he punted the ball and got a great bounce as well. So really, really good execution right there for the Broncos. Punt the football mm-hmm. on fourth and two from your own 39. And again, flip the field. Now Westfield has to start deep in their own territory. That ball bounced all the way down to the Westfield 11-yard line where Westfield will take over first and 10. We'll see. Hopefully the Broncos defense can come up with another good stop here, just like they did last drive. The Shamrocks never really at all got anything going in the first drive, so hopefully same output here from the Broncos. Westfield in the pistol, and Nance keeps it. He breaks a couple of tackles and runs over a linebacker for a gain of about five yards on the play. Uh, 7-0 is your score if you're just joining us here on Jeff 92. Broncos are on top. It's sectional action here at the shoe. Chilly Friday night, but it's dry, yep. as Christian puts his jacket Chilly on. Up here in the, the, in press, the press box, the press box isn't necessarily warm. <laughs> Seven minutes to go in the first quarter. Second down and five for the Shamrocks. Nance checking his wristband. They're in the power pistol. They've got a fullback to Nance's right, running back behind him. It's going to be a dive up the middle of play action. Swings out to the fullback, and it's complete. It's going to be a first down for Westfield. Down to about the 27-yard line right there. Gain of about maybe 10 or 11 on the play for Westfield. Pass was complete to Kobe Hauser, number 22. That was a nice play call there by the Shamrocks. They, they ran the ball the last few plays, so due to play action, the Broncos fell for it, and you got a wide-open receiver to get the first down. Nance still in the power pistol with the fullback. It's Hauser to the left with a tailback behind him. Snap is up, and it's going to be off tackle to the left. A few broken tackles for Westfield in the running game, getting going here on their second possession gain of close to 10. We'll see if they move the chains or not. 
and they are going to go ahead and uh, well, one guy in the chain oh, game, one guy in the chain game started to run. There they go. Oh, yeah. There they go. Gain a ten on the play. Six minutes to go here in the first quarter. Westfield with a couple of first downs. Seven nothing is your score. Broncos on top. Cameron Nance, the senior quarterback for the Shamrocks, in the pistol formation with the fullback to his left, to his right. And it's going to be a play action again. He looks deep. He lofts it up over the middle. He's got a man, and it's going to be incomplete. Great defense by the Broncos. It looks like that was Cedric right in low. He looked beat, and he had some close. That's what they call closing speed right there, Christian. Yeah. When the ball was thrown, Cedric was beat by about four steps. And then he closed on it, and he was able to bat the ball down with a hand. Really great defensive yeah. play right there by Cedric. A little post route there. I believe it was number 85. Matthew Meyer running the route for Westfield, and it was a good throw by Nance. But uh, and Meyer had the ball, I believe, but Cedric Wright Enlow was able to catch up and make the nice hit to break it up. Here on second down and ten, Westfield got three receivers to the left. Still the pistol formation for Nance, and we're going to have uh, a whistle, and we'll have to wait and see what the signal is. There's, everybody's kind of holding their hands up. The, the, the early word is officials' timeout. Here we go. Sam Rocks with four wide receivers, three to the left, one to the right. It's going to be a screen pass to a wide receiver. The Broncos are all over. It's going to be a loss maybe of about a yard or so, or maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, again, a momentary confusion right there. I don't know if it was a clock issue or what. The officials weren't quite ready. Maybe the chain gain. Uh and so now we need to double check our I, I believe it's third and ten. That was a great great read on the play by Britton Chandler who came up with the tackle. You saw the screen right away and, and that shows that you know the they were he was prepared. He saw the kind of formation and knew what play was exactly coming. Pass complete for a gain of about thirteen on third down, and it's the second time. I'm I'm not sure if it's by design or not, but a slot receiver jumps up for the ball, and it's a little too high, and then there's a guy five yards behind him. I was confused as who the yeah. pass was attempted to. I thought it was an overthrow for a minute. First down and 10. The Shamrocks are now in Bronco territory, and it's going to be a dive. It's going to be a keeper to the right, and again, hard to bring down. You can see here Westfield, when they're getting hit, they're big guys. Nance is the running back, and they're running back, or the quarterback, and they're running backs. When they're getting hit, it's usually a couple more yards before yeah. they go down. So it's going to be second down and six. Nance probably with about two and a half yards after contact right there. It looked like he was going to be brought down for close to no gain. Westfield always known to be a, a, a big team with a great running game and a, and a great front seven on defense. And this drive, they've really shown that they're you know trying to run the ball hard against the Broncos. It's going to be an option to the right. It's going to be pitched out to the outside. It's going to be close to the first down for Westfield. We've got to wait and see. It looks like Hauser on the carry for the Shamrocks, number 22. Awfully close to the first down, obviously, right there on the sideline. We can't see if he was called, has to have stepped out of bounds or not. Where the official is standing, it looks like they're going to wave the chain gang on. There they go. They're kind of slow to move them on. Two times in a row, really close to the first down. They hesitated before they waved them on. First and 10. We're at four minutes to go in the first quarter. Broncos 7, Westfield 0. Manson shotgun. He's got two receivers on each side. A running back is to his right. 
takes it, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper off tackle to the right, and a shoestring tackle right there for the Broncos saves a bigger play, probably gain of about seven or eight yards again, yeah. and the Westfield's run game right now is really starting to look pretty smooth, Christian. Yeah, they, they had a rough first drive there. The Broncos' defense was all over every single play that drive, but they've come out running the ball hard and, and also passing the ball well here in this second drive. Second down and two for Westfield, 335 to go in the first quarter. 7 nothing is your score. Broncos on top. Quarterback for the Shamrocks, Cameron Nance. He's in the pistol. Takes the snap, and it's going to be a dive up the middle. First down, I believe that was Hauser again, and it's going to be a gain of about six or seven. That was a quick six or seven before he was brought down as Westfield now approaching the red zone from just uh, right at the 25-yard line. Another great run there by Westfield. It had a nice hole opened up for him by the offensive line and he was able to attack that hole and also get a couple more yards after the contact. First and 10 for the Shamrocks. Pistol formation. Nance looks to the left. He's going to float it out to the outside. He's got a man open. It was a beautiful fade. If he just mm-hmm. threw it about two yards shorter, that might have been a touchdown overthrow. Uh, but again, a, a nice route out of the slot right there. You get your yeah, defensive was. back on your hip. Uh, just a little overthrown incomplete. Second down and 10. Yeah, he had the had the nice release and nice hands off the line, and he was able to burst out of there and get get it. He was about two steps past the Broncos' defense, but just couldn't make the throw. Nance is in shotgun. He's going to fake the handoff, and a blitz by the Broncos brings Nance down almost immediately. Christian, did you get a number on that? Was that Britton again? I believe it was. He he got in there quick, too. Great speed by Britton Chandler. The Broncos brought just about the whole house on the defense on the blitz, and Chandler was in, able to get in there very quickly. And from the 30-yard line, it's going to be third down and 15 for the Shamrocks. 2.25 to go here in the first quarter. Broncos up a touchdown. Three receivers to the left. The Shamrocks still in the pistol formation. Cameron Nance, the quarterback, checks over to the sideline for further instruction. Five seconds to go on the play clock. Going to be awfully close. He takes a snap. It's going to be an option to the right. And there's tons of running room right there. Broncos defensive breakdown. First down and goal for Westfield. And on the play right there, to the right side, the defensive back turned around and ran. I don't know where the linebackers went, but they had a huge hole right there on the yeah, right side did. on third and 15. They, I think they, there was one guy in the line that was a little bit close, but he was able to just turn on the Jets and get get to the outside and get the first down. First and goal for the Shamrocks, still on the pistol with two receivers to the left, and it's going to be a dive up the middle, no gain on the play. It'll be second down and goal from the six-yard line, and uh, – these next few plays probably will bring us to the end of the third of the first quarter as uh, sophomore linebacker Quentin Stephanie limps off the field right there. He has been one of the leading factors in the improvement of our defense this year. Second down and goal, we'll call it from the seven-yard line this time, and Nance goes under center for the first time tonight. Uh, power formation a little bit here for the Shamrocks. Nance backs off the line of scrimmage, checks over with his coach. Hauser's in the backfield with him. Looks like the Broncos are about to bring another blitz here from the defense. Westfield goes shotgun, and they go quarterback keeper off tackle, and he's going to be brought down 
before the goal line, but it's going to be awfully close. It might be third down and goal from around the one or two. We'll wait and see where the official mark is. Uh, that was a quarterback run by design. Remember we said that Nance was the second-leading rusher on this team behind yeah. uh, one of their players who's out with an injury, and it uh, shows it right there. That was a quarterback keeper all the way. Yeah, that was a, Nance runs very well with the ball, and, and, and you can really see tonight how he is their second-leading rusher. Quarterback keeper again, and Nance is going to go into the end zone for a touchdown for Westfield. 23 seconds to go in the first quarter. The Shamrocks tie it up. That was a long drive, Christian, that started at their 11-yard line, 89-yard drive right there for Westfield. Mm-hmm. And I maybe all but about two of it was on the ground. That was uh, just kind of imposing their will to run the football. Yeah, they have. This is, as we've said before, this is a team that can run the ball very well and, and impose their will on teams. And when they run the ball well, they get wins. And, you know, this is they had a point where the Broncos were about to get a stop and get the ball back with the 7-0 lead. But, you know, a team like Westfield that, that fights hard and historically comes up with a lot of wins, they, you know, they make the big plays. And they were able to make a couple big plays and put up seven points on the board. 7-7 is your score. We're at 23 seconds to go here in the first quarter. If you're just joining us, I'm Scott Graves. I'm joined by our sports director, Christian Maggio. It's sectionals here at the shoe. It's a cold one, mm-hmm. and uh, we're on fall break. And the weird thing for us, I guess, at the start was there was no marching band for the national anthem because of fall yeah. break and because it's sectional play. You don't have your bands with you anymore anyway. But uh, fall break, I've heard a lot of kids going on vacation, which is always a good thing. A, a nice little uh, red zone contingent here at the mm-hmm. game for us despite the vacation and despite the weather. And so far, a good first quarter to watch. Yeah, it has been. You know, a, a, obviously a great first drive by the Broncos offense. Then then the defense holds up. And then the Westfield defense makes a great stop. And then the Westfield offense with a great drive. So it'll be interesting to see that what happens the rest of this game. Bishop Johnson gets the kickoff return. And he's got some space. He's there turning on the jets. He's got the kicker. And the kicker doesn't tackle him. But the kicker slows him down. But Bishop brings it out into Westfield territory. Bishop Johnson with a nice return right there of about 55, 56 yards. Mm -hmm. And the Broncos offense, after sitting on the sidelines for forever on that drive, will start their their drive here to end the first quarter in Shamrock territory. Bishop Johnson got ahead of steam, and man alive, he can make some people miss. Yeah, that was a great return. They created just a little hole of him, and he was – for him and he was able to to bust through that hole and get some open space wilkerson is going to dive the ball up the middle nice gain on first down it's going to be a gain of about 12 or 13 i think it was munoz it was 32 obviously Great run. our our, our two headed monster marquise and latrell 22 yeah. and 32 and so sometimes the angle that we're at i can't tell if it's a two or a three when they run <laughs> the football you got to wait till they get up yeah, that was a great run. He Munoz probably got about six yards after contact on that run, too. Marquise had a gain of about 12 right there, which is going to bring up another first down, but it's also going to bring us to the end of the first quarter. So after one, we've got a good one here in sectional. 7-7 is your score with Westfield. Uh, I did see uh, we said that we would keep you kind of up to speed on some of the other high school games from around the area the first score to come in towards the end of the first quarter uh, a little bit of a surprise if you ask me is north miami 14 cc 7 i thought that cc would maybe have a little bit more success yeah. early on in that one 
Yeah, and, and CC with a good win last week against Tri-County, a team that was 8-1, and one, and the Knights were able to come out and get the win to open sectionals, and they're playing in, in the semifinals tonight, obviously, over at North Miami. Westside beat Twin Lakes two weeks ago, and it wasn't close. Obviously, West Lafayette has uh, arguably maybe the best player in the area, mm-hmm. uh, just committed to go to Purdue as a defensive lineman. Uh, last name is, is Greek. Is it, it's Karloftis. I knew you would know how to say it. Yep. So I paused for a second. Uh, Westside expected to beat Twin Lakes. Don't have a score there yet. Obviously, McCutcheon's playing 21-0 already. Thanks, Sam King. Wow. Westside already on top of Twin Lakes. I'm not even going to check the McCutcheon score. Huntington North hasn't won a game this season. Uh, And then Harrison beat Kokomo three weeks ago. That should be a good one as well in Class 5A. But, again, so here we are after the Munoz run. It's going to be first down and 10 for the Broncos from the Westfield 30-yard line to start the second quarter. 7-7 is your score, by the way, here uh, after an entertaining first quarter for us. Wilkerson's going to take the snap, and he's going to dive it up the middle again. And again, nice traffic run right there by Marquise. It's going to be out to about about the 20, a gain of about nine and a half. That's a and great run. It looked like first contact might have been behind the line of scrimmage on that one, Christian. Munoz yeah. with another good run. You know, Westfield ran the ball very hard last drive, and the Broncos are coming out doing exactly the same here in this drive with Munoz. Uh, maybe a busted play right here. Wilkerson with nowhere to go. Wilkerson looked to dive the ball to Munoz. Munoz wasn't there. Yeah, I think I couldn't tell really whether it was a designed run or not. It looked like Wilkerson was looking for Munoz on a handoff, but Munoz went straight trying to block someone. So I didn't. Maybe he saw someone coming in. I don't know, but uh, but it was a broken play and a loss of five for the Broncos. Third and six. We've got trips to the left. Wilkerson throws the screen out to the outside and uh, breaks one tackle. Christian, you wanted to go for it on fourth down in the first (laughs) quarter. This might be where you go for it. You are in Shamrock territory. You're on like the 22-yard line. It's fourth down. It says fourth and two. I'm going to say fourth and one and a half. Yeah. And I think right here, I think you see Shanley. You see Coach Sheldon. They're out there saying, I think we're going to go for it right here. We've got Wilkerson, obviously, in shotgun. And he's going to give the ball to Munoz. And Munoz has it easily right there, Christian. Nice execution. Great blocking by the wide receivers over there on the far side. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of green over there on the the far side of the field. And Munoz was able to get out there and easily get the first down and a few extra yards. And we are inside the red zone to the 13-yard line. Ten and a half minutes to go here in the first half. Seven up is your score. We've got five wide, three on the right and two on the left. Wilkerson checks over to the sidelines for further instructions. Still 15 on the play clock. Nobody in the backfield, so the Broncos getting ready to pass on this one. Wilkerson takes the snap. He looks to his right, hesitates, swings it out to the outside. It's a little bit behind Latrell. It's incomplete. No harm on the play. Uh, Latrell Brown was kind of sliding out from that slot position. Mm -hmm. The pass a little bit behind him, incomplete. It'll bring up second down and 10 from the 13 for the Broncos. I don't I don't think there was as much running room for Latrell anyway, so even if the pass would have been completed, I don't think he would have had too many yards after that. Everybody on the right side of the field for the Broncos. This time, Wilkerson rolls to his right, swings it out to the outside. The pass is complete for maybe a minimum gain right there. Jay Siegel on the reception, but he had a dive to catch it. And in high school, once your knee's down, the play's over. And I think that might have been a gain of about two feet. 
Yeah, I think not even a yard. <laughs> yeah. It looked like maybe it was a couple inches over there. They they're chain gang pretty sitting pretty close together over there. Third down and a long nine for the Broncos. Wilkerson obviously continues to stay in shotgun. Uh, a little bit of a shift on the line right there, and it's going to be a direct snap to Latrell oh, Brown to there. the short side of the field. Westfield all over it, nowhere to go, and it's going to bring up fourth and long. And Christian right here, you see the special teams coming out. You're this close, fourth and long, you go for points. Yeah, I think this is this is within field goal range to, for the Broncos and against a, a good team like Westfield. You have to take points when you have the opportunity to get them. So it looks like Marquez out here lining up for the field goal. Siegel is the holder. 10-14 to go in the half. 7-7 is your score. It's from the 20-yard 20, 20 line and Twenty for the snap for the field goal. The kick is up. It's got the distance. I think it's through. It is. There it is. And three points for the Broncos from the far right hash. The 30-yard field goal is good. So it's 10.08 to go in the first half here in sectionals at the shoe. Your Lafayette Jeff Broncos 10, Westfield 7. And uh, you mentioned it earlier against this Westfield defense. Points are good. We're used to scoring t- points yep. are good, right? Yeah. The, lead, the lead is a good the lead is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And the Broncos come away with three. Yep, that was a great drive there by the Broncos and started by a great kick return by Bishop Johnson and and then, you know, the Broncos came out running the ball hard and were able to get inside the red zone and put up points on the board to keep the lead against the Shamrocks. And again, if you are just tuning in here on Jeff 92, it's sectionals, the third year in a row. Jeff Westfield, the 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 three that's the third time is the charm is what you mentioned before. That's yep. kind of the thought process going into tonight's game. Ten seven is your score. Ten minutes to go here in the first half. A, a very entertaining game. Yeah, it's you know last year wasn't very close, and the year before was kind of a close one, but but this one's really has been a good one so far here through the first fourteen minutes, and we're looking to have a good great ball game here tonight westfield just had an 89 yard touchdown drive mostly on the ground and they'll get the ball here again short kick to about the 16 for the shamrocks and they're out to the 30 where they're brought down by a host of broncos and westfield will take over first and 10 from around the 30 and as we just said a second ago with 10 minutes to go here in the first half and a lot of running last time for Westfield, I kind of anticipate a little bit more of the same. Yeah, I think, you know, especially as great of a drive as they had 89 yards and just running the ball and ran off a lot of clock on the drive too. So look for Westfield to do the same here with about, starting with about 10 minutes left in the first half. They they would like to run the ball, run a lot of clock off and, and, and get a touchdown and take the lead before half. Nance is in the pistol with two receivers on each side, and it's going to be a play action to the outside. Pass complete. That was a great hit. Yeah, big hit right there for Cedric right in low. A gain of about four on the play for Westfield, maybe five. Uh, It's going to be a second down and a long five for the Shamrocks after the play action complete. But Cedric with the big hit there on the outside. Same formation for the Shamrocks with Nance and the pistol. And this time he is going to give it no. Sorry again, a great play action. Brought down for no gain. But Nance sold me from the booth uh, on the dive up the middle to the running back. But he he put it into Hauser's 
stomach and then pulled it out of the last second and took the quarterback keeper. Broncos defense, not fooled like me, Christian, <laughs> zero yards on the play. Yeah, that was a great job by the Broncos defense not going for the play action and, and both, you know, on a, on a play action, you know, the job is one person's supposed to spy one guy, another person's supposed to spy another guy, and both guys did a great job on that play. A wheel route right there for the Shamrocks on third and five is complete for a gain of about 23. First and 10 right around midfield for the Shamrocks. And the other thing I'm seeing, Christian, is Nance likes to throw the ball at running backs. Yeah. And, and you know, at the, as I said last drive, you know, the great teams always make the big plays. And Westfield, you know, at third and five, down 10-7, that was a, a, you know, big play. And the West Shamrocks were able to make the play, complete the pass, and get the first down across midfield. Three receivers to the left on first and 10 for Westfield. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper. Didn't fool me this time. Broke a couple of tackles, though. And you've mentioned it a few times, Cameron Nance is a pretty hard-headed runner right there, hard-nosed runner up the middle for Westfield. Yeah, he's a great running the ball. And, you know, most times when you see a running quarterback, you see him run to the outside and and make plays on the perimeter. But Cameron Nance, this man runs straight up the middle every single time, and he's always, you know, breaking tackles every single run. Second down and five for the Shamrocks, three receivers to the left. Quarterback looks to the right, lobs it out there, complete. Another gain of about 10 to 15 on the play, a little half pump fake, and lobs it out to the outside just over the linebacker. Uh, a nice touch right there by quarterback Cameron Nance. Yeah, that was a great, you know, touch throw by, by Nance. You know, you always think you have to have the guy throwing 95 miles per hour, but, you know, sometimes you just have to put the little touch and float it up there and, and able to get the completion on that play. Trips on the right side for the Shamrocks. It's going to be a dive up the middle, and there you start to see a little bit of that misdirection, a little bit of the play action paying off. Mm-hmm. One of the linebackers for the Broncos went with Nance. The ball went to Hauser right up the middle for a gain of about eight. Looks like it'll be about second and two for the Shamrocks. 10-7 is your score. Broncos on top after a 30-yard field goal. Seven minutes to go here in the first half. Still looking for a play, and we have 15 seconds left on the play clock. Power formation. Two tight ends the game on this one right here. And Nance is going to keep it up the middle, and he's got an opportunity here. Touchdown, Westfield. And Nance on the keeper, gain of 21. Uh Somebody had his jersey around the 15, but that's not yep. going to bring Nance down tonight. you got to no. get his legs. Uh, you saw the jersey stretch, and then once the jersey broke free, Pater Westfield, 13-10 to 10 is your score as we wait on the point after. And, again, another impressive run right there by quarterback Cameron Nance. Yeah, that was a great job. Uh, it was a little, little another play action again. And Nance with the fake, the, the line created a great hole for him. And, and, you know, he just broke one tackle and went straight to the end zone. Alex Bales is the junior kicker for Westfield. That one was up and high and through the goalpost. So 6.55 to go here in the first half. 14-10 to 10 is your score. Westfield takes their first lead of the game. And, Christian, we talked about it beforehand, the ability to run the football mm-hmm. uh, right now at our defense. It was some of those uh, big guys up front right now, the difference in the game so far. Yeah, and with both teams. Both teams running the ball very well so far to start this game. And, uh, you know, with the Broncos running it well with Munoz, 
and Brown and, and the Shamrocks primarily, Nance, is running the ball very efficiently, breaking a lot of tackles and running very hard tonight. Well, we have a second real quick. want to give a quick uh, shout-out and thanks. Uh, multiple texts from some people within our Bronco Nation that are traveling back to Lafayette from fall break, uh, sending some words of encouragement on uh, from airports, yeah. from weddings, uh, that you know they're on their way back to Lafayette. Uh, the, the Prestons are on their way back from Lafayette. <laughs> Mr. Mark Preston, our principal, sends the text. They're listening on their way home. Uh, Gil Gripe, uh, Forever Bronco, is at a wedding in Florida. Uh, tuning into Jeff 92 to check out the score as well. So yep. we've got a good one here, and the Broncos are going to have an opportunity to take the lead back as Bishop Johnson, he breaks one, one tackle, and Bishop with another great return, Christian. This one out to the 45-yard line, back-to-back yep. -back returns. I'd be surprised if Westfield kicks the ball to Bishop Johnson again. Yeah, very great return again by, by Johnson, able to get it out to the 44-yard line. And this helps the Broncos' offense a lot, you know, against a, a, a defense for Westfield that's pretty good. Um, it helps the Broncos, you know, that's, that's less yards that you need to get to the end zone. So very helpful, and hopefully the Broncos' offense can run the ball just like they have been the last couple drives and get some more points on the board. The Broncos are going to have the ball first down and 10 and go five wide on the play. Wilkerson takes the snap, swings it out to the outside of Johnson. Incomplete. He wasn't going anywhere anyway on that play. One other quick shout-out for me, Christian. Good friend of mine, former Bronco teacher, Lindsey Martin, now an assistant principal at Sunnyside. Her and her family are on the way home from Florida as well. In the car listening. Uh, old school. Yeah. Instead, of on, instead of on the Internet, actually in the yeah. car uh, listening as they, as they head north. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, I'll give the shout-out, too. Thanks to our listeners, and and uh, hopefully we keep growing this the, the amount of listeners we have here on Jeff 92. Radio. Wilkerson goes deep, and he Ooh. just misses on the play. Jenkins. Jenkins had his man beat by a step. Wilkerson overthrows it, which now, though, Christian, back to the football game a little bit here. It's 6.30 to go in the half. The Bronco defense is getting run on a little bit. This is a big third down. Bishop Johnson yeah. with a great return, and it's third and ten. We haven't got a yard yet, and uh, the Broncos need to get a little bit of momentum right now. Yeah, we need we need a, a big conversion right here to keep the drive alive, and hopefully we can put some points on the board. Three receivers to the right on third down and ten, and Wilkerson's looking to, for the screen. He passes the ball. It's complete to Latrell Brown, but Westfield linebackers were all over. Loss of five. You got a punt. Uh, mm -hmm. A little misdirection, running back screen, and uh, we've got – do we have a penalty on the play? A little pause in the action. The Broncos are acting like it's going to be their first down. Personal foul against Westfield. Ooh. And, Christian, I think that's the first flag of the game. Yeah, it is. And, you know, two, two great teams, you're not – probably not going to see too many penalties and and i'm surprised to see this penalty you know a, a disciplined team like westfield getting the personal foul and you see the player getting called over by the coach and he'll get a talking to over there sometimes in high school the signal from the official is not always clear it could have been uh, it could have been a face mask mm -hmm. I, I didn't see any shoving or anything crazy it yeah. could have been a face mask on the tackle i'm not 100 percent sure regardless first down for the broncos and Latrell Brown trying to take advantage of it on first down. Gain of about four on the play. So six minutes to go here in the first half. The Broncos trail 14-10 to, to Westfield. Uh, catch a break on third and ten. 
uh, a personal mm-hmm. foul against Westfield gives us the first down. We'll see if our offense can capitalize as Wilkerson brings everybody back to the line of scrimmage. And we're going to send a man in a little bit of emotion here and dive the ball. No, another uh, – I'm, I'm having a hard time. Another flag on the play. I think it's going to be either a hold on us or it's going to be a face mask on the tackle. But uh, from up here, again, the quarterback's doing a great job on these on these uh, yeah. play actions. They're fooling me every time. Yeah, that was a nice, nice play on the fake from Wilkerson. You know, a great run by Brown last play. And they were the defense was ready for another one of those runs, but um, Wilkerson fakes it and then throws out for the open pass. It looks like Jenkins is going to be called on the hold uh, from the wide receiver position on the far side of the field. So that'll push us back uh, to second down and 14. 5:44 to go here in the half. 14-10, Westfield on top. Second down and long, five wide for the Broncos. Wilkerson looks to throw, and there's another flag, and I think it's going to be holding again. Wilkerson is brought down. It might have been a fumble. We'll have to wait and see what the call is. And, again, everybody on Westfield is jumping around dancing. We'll have to wait and see. It It looked like Wilkerson was on top of the defender. They're going to give Westfield the football, and I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be a hold on the Broncos, and it is going to be a hold on the Broncos, yep. and that penalty is going to be declined, Christian, right there. And so before the game started, you know, we talked about making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the personal foul on Westfield was the first mistake of the game, right? Yep. Gave us a first down. Uh, but that one right there is a big one right there. A penalty is one thing, but a turnover deep in your own territory is brutal. Yeah, I think I think Wilkerson should have tried to throw the ball away. He, he had a lot of pressure on him that play. But... Um, you know, he, he kept the ball, tried to tried to make a play with his feet, but he was not able to. And the Shamrocks, with, you know, they're roll, they've been rolling the last couple drives on offense. They've got the ball in Bronco territory to start this drive. First down and 10 for Westfield, and it looks like it's going to be a dive up the middle. Another gain. Those, those dives up the middle by Kobe Hauser are Right now, they're six to eight yards almost every time. Yeah, this has been, you know, Westfield's identity. As a, they've been a great team because they've been running the ball hard up the middle on teams. And again, it looks like this time another flag. Nance keeps it. The flag came fast, and it came from the back judge. So we have to wait and see. It's kind of the flag came from where you usually see offensive holding. That's exactly yeah. what it was. So a second down and short. Uh, a quick flag from the back judge looks like it's going to be holding on Westfield, which will push them back to about third, I guess, replay the down. So about second down and 13 on the play. Nance kept that one right there, faked it to Hauser up the middle. And when you can establish the run like that, mm-hmm. a linebacker has to go with Nance every time, Yeah, which is one less defender mm-hmm. in the box for Hauser up the middle. And this penalty should help the Broncos a lot The Westfield has been running the ball very well, but, you know, when you have a second and long like they have now, it's tougher to run the ball and get a first down. A pitch to the right side for Westfield and good blocking right away. A gain of about nine on the play. Westfield's offensive line and wide receivers Mm -hmm. doing a good job blocking right there. Nice gain on the play uh, for Westfield. Uh, I believe it was Dorian Henson from here. looked like number 28. That was a great great toss to the outside and he had 
a lot of green on the play, and he just attacked it and was able to get about nine yards on the play. Third and about five for Westfield. We're going to have a flag on the play before the snap. Both sides are clapping, so we have to wait and see. Usually, that's going to be actually offsides on the defense. Uh, we'll see if it was enough for an automatic first snap. Not an automatic, but the yardage right there gives Westfield, instead of third and five, our defensive end jumped offsides going to be first down Westfield from the Bronco 31-yard line. 4.15 to go here in the first half. 14-10 is your score. Westfield on top, and it's first down and 10 for the Shamrocks. It's going to be a dive up the middle, and again, you see the pile moving in the Westfield direction, Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a late flag on the play. I believe it's going to be a personal foul against Westfield. I think I saw one of their guys push somebody after the ball was down. We'll Mm -hmm. wait and see. That last offsides penalty by the Broncos, a crucial play as they had the third and five, a chance to get a stop and get the ball, but they weren't able to, you know, with the penalty, they weren't able to even get a chance. And it is going to be a personal foul on Westfield. Uh, It's going to push them back 15 yards. So 4.03 to go in the half. 14 to 10 is your score. Westfield is on top with two touchdowns to the Broncos, one. And Christian, that 75-yard touchdown by Latrell Brown feels like it was about four hours ago. Yeah. And, you know, that was a big – it really does seem like it was four hours ago. There have been a lot of plays. You know, obviously running the ball, you're going to run a lot more plays. And that's what both teams have done this whole game. Second down, and I can't do the math, maybe about 25 it's going to be a play action for Nance. And he's going to throw it deep. There's a bunch of Jeff guys back there. And almost interception, if you could hear people here in the press box yell, oh, Lee Sams. Lee Sams had the ball in his hands. You know, there's a saying for, yeah. those, there's a saying for those defensive backs. There's a reason they're not <laughs> wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that should have been an interception, but Lee dropped it. So it's going to be third down and third down in a long waves here. Uh, probably about uh, 22-ish. Yeah, that was a big chance for the Broncos to make a play and take over, but but Sam's was not able to come up with the catch, and the Shamrocks have the third and very long a chance to get a first down. Nance with what appears to be an audible. He looks to his left, swings it out to the outside, and the pass is going to be incomplete. So the clock stops, and you'd have to imagine on third and this long, from midfield. Here comes the punt team for Westfield. Bronco defense with a good stop after that fumble, Christian. 14-10 to 10 is your score. Broncos down, but with 3.30 to go in the half. Nice stop right there after the turnover for the defense. Yeah, it was. And, you know, with the, with the offense as explosive as the Broncos are, you know, with the 75-yard the touchdown by Brown, all, it's, all you need is one play. So a chance for the Broncos to, to put some more points on the board. Penalty right there. And, uh, I've mentioned it many times. I can't keep NFL, college, and high school penalties. Uh, running into the kicker, I don't know if that's even a thing. I believe it's going to be a first down for Westfield. I, I think, think it's it just. Is. I think it's just one or the. You'd see either. I think in high school, it's either you did it or you didn't. Yeah. And uh, we had a guy. I believe it was Quentin Stephanie ran into the kicker, which I believe in high school is an automatic first down. And it yep. is. Yeah, we just got the signal down there. I think the I think the NFL has roughing and running into. I think mm-hmm. high school and college, yeah. it's, it's just roughing. It's just, yeah. So uh, a terrible, a, I mean, a, a terrible mistake by Quint Stephanie right mm-hmm. there gives Westfield on fourth and 20-something an automatic first down and extends the drive now with 3.20 to go in the first half. And uh, 
Westfield up 14 to 10 now gets a second chance at this drive and they'll go in the pistol formation. Nance uh, play action, lobs it up over the middle. It's intercepted by the Broncos. The Bronco defense makes another play. The Bronco defense brings it out to the 32, 33 yard line on the play right there. There was two different ones. I think Cedric wins. Excuse me, let me start. Cedric right in low, I believe, with the interception right there. It was deflected by somebody else. But again, I think uh, Devin Seipel or somebody out there deflected the ball. Mm-hmm. Cedric with the interception. And uh, the Bronco defense comes to the rescue of the silly penalty on the special teams. Yeah, Quentin Stephanie better go over there and give Cedric right in low. <laughs> a big thank you for saving him after that big mistake. And now the Broncos offense with a chance to put some points on the scoreboard here with just over three minutes in the first half. Both teams now with a turnover after the Nance interception. Three minutes to go in the half, 14-10. Westfield on top. Wilkerson got a little bit of a bunch formation in there this time. Three receivers, two on the left, one on the right. Siegel's the lone man on the right. Kind of that halfback in the backfield with Wilkerson. Wilkerson swings it out to the outside. It's going to be close. And he's going to call him one foot inbounds. That's a brilliant catch. A brilliant catch right there by Jay Siegel. Uh, He was hit as he was going out of bounds. The official was right on top of it. And in high school, you just got to get one foot in. Yeah, that was a great throw by Wilkerson. It right in between two defenders and Siegel with a great catch. And from from where I am, I think he did get a foot in bounds before he was tackled. First and ten from the thirty-nine. Wilkerson on the keeper. He's to the thirty-five. Wilkerson down to about the thirty-two. Two thirty to go. Plenty of time as far as the clock is concerned. The Broncos with two timeouts. Down by four. That's Wilkerson. That play really could spark the Broncos here here on offense as they're at the 33-yard line and driving very efficiently here in the late second half, late second quarter. Wilkerson dives the ball up the middle to Munoz. Munoz is going to have enough for the first down gain of about six on the play. 2.02 to go in the half, 14-10 Westfield. First down Broncos, first time they've threatened since the first quarter. Same formation for the Broncos. We've got a stop of play here by one of the officials. Just resetting everything, it looks like, over with the chain gang, guys. And the clock is running. We are now just under two minutes, plenty of time. The Broncos with the two timeouts. They're down by four. Wilkerson's got Munoz on one side and Brown on the other. It looks like he's going to give it back to Munoz again with a spin move. And Munoz is going to be brought down around the 21-yard line, gain of about... Six on the play, 1.30 to go in the half. Broncos with two timeouts, so I've plenty of time still left on the clock here to, for, uh, to score a touchdown here on this drive. Wilkerson is in shotgun. He takes the snap, and he's going to dive off tackle to Brown. Brown cuts it up to the 15. He's got one man to beat, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds. It looks like around the 10-yard line, maybe the eleven. So 112 to go in the first half, 14-10, Westfield on top by four. I think they're going to mark Latrell out at the 11. Technically, the Broncos could get another first down, but obviously at this point, it's almost first and goal. First and 10 from the 11. It's going to be a play action. Swung to the outside, incomplete. Bishop Johnson, and another another pass that's not on the target. Mm-hmm. But again, 
one that went right through his hands. You can see the body language on yeah. Bishop right there. A little frustration on his part, but I think if he caught that, we were going to have to call timeout because he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, I think, you know, and that play was really close, too. I think some Shamrock people, the, the players thought it was a, uh, a backwards pass and would have then did a fumble with lots of open ground, but the refs call it incomplete. Second and ten, it's swung out to the outside. It's complete to Latrell. Latrell beats two guys, and Latrell is in the end zone. What a great individual effort right there for a 12-yard touchdown by Latrell Brown. He actually danced around yeah. two different Westfield defenders to get into the end zone. One minute to go in the first half. The Broncos retake the lead before the extra point, 16-14. What a great play individually right there by Latrell. It was. And, you know, when I saw him first, they, when he threw that pass to Latrell, I thought that was, that was easily tackle right on the spot, no gain. But Latrell with a great juke move, step to the side, and he's able to get right into the end zone and give the Broncos the lead. Snap is good. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So here with a minute to go in the first half, 17-14 is your score. The Broncos retake the lead, and again, uh, both teams kind of with a couple of miscues there in the second quarter, the Broncos finally able to punch one through. You know, when you when you win ball games, you got to have some luck for your way, and I think – the Broncos did with the events that happened in these last two drives with the, the penalties by Westfield and the penalties by Jeff and then, you know, the interception and, and then the great catch by Siegel. And the Broncos are able to put some points on the scoreboard and take the lead with a minute and one second left here in the first half. As we're waiting on the Broncos to kick off with the 17-14 lead, I uh, just got a text uh, from my wife, a little personal message. Uh, my guy, Garrett, is listening and just wanted to say, hey, pal, uh, thanks for tuning in. We're listening to a good one here. 17-14 is your score with a minute to go in the first half from the shoe here in sectionals. Your Broncos right now on top by a field goal over Westfield. Kickoff is up. It's a short one here, again, brought down around the 16-yard line for the Shamrocks. A little dancing in the backfield, looking for somewhere to go. Uh, still dancing around a little bit. Finally brought down uh, around the 22-yard line, 53 seconds to go. Great job by the Broncos swarming on to the football on the kickoff. They were, I think he got up to about the 24 or 25, and he tried to go a little backwards and bounce it out, but the Broncos were all over it and able to get him down at the 21-yard line. Christian and I made a mistake a minute ago before Westfield takes this ball back. Uh, I forgot my, my daughter, Anna, is listening as well. So, Anna, I want to say hi to you, too. She's sitting there listening intently, yep. trying to decide why I'm on the radio, coming <laughs> my voice coming through the speaker instead of being there hanging out. Uh, 53 seconds to go here in the first half. 14-17, Broncos up by three. Westfield with the football, and they're going to dive it up the middle. And again, positive yardage continues right there for Hauser, and we'll see if Westfield elects to call timeout or not. They've got all three. 40 seconds to go. They are hurting to the line of scrimmage a little bit here, but not calling timeout yet. Nance, we'll see what we're going to do here with the pistol formation. He looks to his right, swings it out to the outside, and the pass is overthrown. And now you get kind of into that awkward stage where if you don't get a first down, Coach Shanley could call timeout and see if yeah. we can't get one more opportunity with the football. Yeah, I think the, the Shamrocks are going to have to throw the ball here on third and five because with, with 30 seconds left, you're, and sitting at your own 26-yard line, if you're going to want to score a touchdown, you're going to need to get some big yards on this play. 
third down and five, and Westfield is going to elect to keep the ball in Nance's hands, and he's going to race to the sideline. He got out of bounds. I think it's going to be good for a first down, and it is. So Westfield will not only get the first down, they save a couple of timeouts, 24 and a half seconds to go in the half. 17-14, Broncos on top by three. First and 10 for Westfield from the 31. They've, they've got all three timeouts. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine at some point, uh, maybe take a shot downfield here yeah. in just a second. There's still plenty of time left here on the clock for the for the Shamrocks. I believe they have a – I know last year they had a great kicker. I believe he graduated, but I believe their backup was pretty good as well. So, you know, just to get in field goal range, I, they've got plenty of time. A skinny post, and it's complete, almost out to midfield before he's brought down. Gain of about 15 on the play. It'll be first down and 10 for Westfield. 17 seconds to go in the half. They hurry to the line of scrimmage, and I think they're going to call timeout, and it looks like they do. Westfield will call timeout. 17-14 is your score. The Broncos are up by three. Westfield with two more timeouts, and they haven't asked Nance to throw the ball a whole lot tonight, but that one was on a rope. Yeah, he's he's thrown a ball a few times, and he's had a couple errant overthrows, but he's also had some throws right on the mark, so you know, with 17 seconds left to go here in the first half, they're going to need a couple more good throws from him to at least get in field goal range and tie this ball game up. And if you are just joining us, it's sectionals here at Schumann Stadium. Christian Maggio and Scott Graves bringing you the action tonight here on Jeff 92. And uh, if you are just joining us, it's chilly, but it's a good one. 17-14 is your score. 17 or so seconds to go here in the first half. Westfield with the ball on the 48-yard line. Broncos up by three right now. Defense trying to make one more stop to get into the half with the lead. Yeah, this would be a, a great job by the Broncos' defense if they can get a stop here and, and keep the lead as we go in the locker room here in this, at the end of the first half. Uh, we have a uh, stop in the action before the timeout. Maybe just an official. Oh, there it is. He just said, okay, hold on, I think, waiting yeah. on the play clock to start. I didn't uh, see any flags. No, no. Trips to the left for Nance, who's in shotgun. He's got a receiver on his right. He looks left, swings it out to the outside, and it's the same play on the opposite side of the field. A behind-the-shoulder a behind catch, Kyle uh, Pepiot. I believe uh, is what the last name looks like. First and 10 for Westfield. 10 seconds to go. They don't call timeout. Looks deep, swings it out to the outside. Complete with four seconds to go. I don't. I really don't know where the Broncos' defense guys are. I mean, A these little... are just wide-open receivers, and, and, and Nance is just making easy throws right on the mark to get 10 or 15 yards on each of the play. And now the Shamrocks are in field goal range, and they're going to bring out the field goal, the special teams crew, with 4.2 seconds to go here in the first half. Yeah, they have to call timeout with four seconds to go in the half, looking to tie it up. This is going to be about a 42-yard field goal. And uh, as you mentioned, Christian, a 42-yard field goal is is uh, not common mm-hmm. in high school, yeah. but the, maybe the one area where it is common the, the areas surrounding Indianapolis For sure. seem to have uh, some of the better kickers that I've seen in the last 10 years. I remember last year watching Westfield warm up and their, their starting kicker, I believe he went on to, he's playing football on a scholarship at Rice University. 
and he came out and he was kicking 50 yard, 60 yard field goals in warmups, and I was just amazed. It was, I've never seen a high school kicker <laughs> like that. Alex Bales is a junior. Uh, he's the kicker here. Where's number two? And it's going to be a 42-yard attempt from the left hash with four seconds to go. This should essentially be the end of the half. The kick is up. It's got way wow. enough, more than enough distance, and that's right down the middle. You kind of call it a Christian in advance. Wow. That would have been that would have been good from 52, yeah, maybe that 60. Was, that was that was a that, that was a, it wasn't it was that right, was a yeah. strong foot right there. And uh, what that does, though, is that field goal from 42 yards out for Westfield uh, brings us to halftime. So we talked before the game about how we expected this one to be a close one. Mm -hmm. We expected this one to be an entertaining one. And the first half lived up to the expectation. 17-17 is your score here at the shoe. It's sectionals. And so I think the last few games we had senior night. Mm -hmm. We had homecoming. So we had some extended halftimes. But uh, IHSA rules uh, looks like 15-minute halftimes uh, about yeah. to get to bring them back out. So let's do this. Let's uh, take a two-minute Jeff 92 sports timeout. Young people everywhere are making a difference. Special Olympics has changed my life so dramatically. It's helped me a lot to be fearless, you know, in the real world. My friends I've made through Special Olympics are the best people I've ever met in my life. I truly realize that what I'm doing is for a great cause. And it's not about disabilities, but it's about celebrating their abilities. I've made a difference. Now it's your turn to make a difference. Get involved at specialolympics.org. Listening to Jeff 92, celebrating over four decades of student run radio from Jefferson High School. WJEF in Lafayette. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good. Others, not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. A special message for American Humane by actress Allison Sweeney. Building a caring and more compassionate world starts with our children. For more than 100 years, American Humane Association has been teaching kids to be kind to animals. Those in our homes, on the farms, on the silver screen, and wildlife conservation, caring for the world's vanishing creatures. But we can't do it alone. To learn ways to teach kids the values of caring, compassion, and hope, or to support the life-saving work of American Humane Association, visit our website, kindness100.org. Together, we can make a more humane world for all of us. For more information, visit American Humane at kindness100.org or call 866-242-1877. 
That's 866-242-1877. Hey, we're back live here at the Shoe. It's halftime of sectionals. 17-17 is your score between your Lafayette Jeff Broncos and the Shamrocks of Westfield. I'm Scott Graves, joined tonight by our sports director, Christian Maggio. And Christian, before we get into anything here uh, with our first half, let's give uh, our sponsors a quick thank you. This sports broadcast on Jeff 92 is made possible through generous financial help from the Jefferson High School Athletic Department with assistance from the following individuals, businesses, and organizations. Senator Ron Alting, Allure Dental, Club Newtone, the Golden Broncos, the Jeff Athletic Boosters, State Farm Group, Kirby Risk, Purdue Federal Credit Union, Franciscan Physician Network, Lafayette Orthopedic Clinic, the Mitchell Agency, Mayor Roswarski Murray Team, Hotbox Pizza, Representative Sheila Klinker, the Athlete, Tillys, and the Ivy Tech Community College. Jeff92 thanks them all for their generous support. And again, if you're just joining us, it's been a good one, Christian. 17-17 at the mm-hmm. half here. And uh, we said we would give some updates on some of the other area teams. And uh, the talk was that West Lafayette wouldn't have a lot of issues with Twin Lakes. They were up 21 nothing after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still 21 nothing at halftime there. McCutcheon up over Huntington North, who hasn't won a game this year, 28-7 at halftime. Uh, Harrison is up by one, eight to seven mm-hmm. on Kokomo at half. And close to half was the last score I got a few minutes to go in the second quarter. North Miami 20, Central Catholic 14. But again, most importantly, halftime here, 17-17 is your score. And uh, both teams, Christian, with a couple of miscues. Uh, and so far, pretty darn entertaining first half. Yeah, it was a great first half to watch. As, you know, the Broncos came out, you know, ready to go with Latrell Brown, three rushes for 80 yards with finishing off with a 75-yard touchdown and then a couple uh, three-and-out drives by both teams. And then Westfield answers back. And, they you know, a good team like Westfield is not going to go down easily. And, you know, after that 75-yard rush, we think – What's going to happen in this game? Westfield answers back, and we have a very good ball game, 17-17 here at the half. And again, uh, with it being sectionals, winner winner goes on to next week, loser mm-hmm. goes home. And, uh, you know, we'll see here in the second half, we'll see some halftime adjustments. And obviously, uh, if you are in the locker room with our guys, Christian, offensively, what what is part of the game plan for the Broncos for the second half? I think we need to keep running the ball. I mean, when the Broncos run the ball, you know, they've they've been very efficient on offense. They've been able to get, you know, look, I'm guessing probably about four or five yards per rush. And then, you know, when you run the ball like that, it's going to open up areas for you also to pass. And, and I think, you know, that needs to be what the Broncos need to do, just come out here in the second half. And uh, the other thing you said, running the football, uh, obviously a lot of, a lot of, attention has gone to some of the younger guys but when you get into sectionals sometimes those those seniors have an obvious sense of urgency compared to some of the younger guys Mm -hmm. and they're in the first half obviously latrell brown senior running back he Mm -hmm. had a 75 yard touchdown run but on top of that uh, a great individual effort on the far sideline for our other touchdown Mm -hmm. i think you need i think you feed latrell 
at this point as well. Yeah. He's, he's a senior, and and uh, the younger guys, it's not just a – you're an athlete as well. It's not always just uh, football. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you get into sectionals and you're a sophomore, you want to win and you want to do well. Mm-hmm. But when you get into sectionals and you're a senior, yeah. it's uh, a very different dynamic, right? Yeah. You participated in sectionals mm-hmm. as a sophomore just this past fall with tennis, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, with the season on the line, it's 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 different than any regular season game. With the season on the line, and, and especially in a big game like this for the Broncos, it's always a little more intense and you have a little more urgency. And, you know, I think Latrell Brown has played very well in the first half with that sense of urgency coming out very strong in the first drive and then able to punch in the touchdown on the last drive of the half for the Broncos. And then on the flip side for Westfield, you look at, you know, who's done a lot of damage for them. Obviously, their quarterback, Cameron Nance, but also they're one of their one of their primary runners, uh, Kobe Hauser. Both of those guys, seniors, Yeah. right? seniors coming off of a state championship not looking to lose in the first round of the sectional and so Mm -hmm. both both sides some of that offensive firepower for both sides coming from the senior class yeah and uh again again you obviously want to keep marquise munoz involved you need to get him the ball Mm -hmm. but right now right now latrell is running motivated and latrell is making some of those plays over uh for the broncos on the offensive side yeah I think it's been very well all around for the Bronco offense so far. And uh, looking to keep it strong to start the second half, I believe the Shamrocks will receive the kick. Correct, yes. So, um, and and I, I think, you know, the Broncos' defense look hopefully make some adjustments here in, in the second half to stop the Westfield run. I think the first drive they did a very good job, but ever since then Westfield's pretty much had their will against the Broncos' defense. And that's actually what I was going to ask you next, Christian, is if, okay, now you're in the locker room and you're talking with the defensive guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they've had Westfield's had a couple plays passing, but predominantly it's been Nance keeping the ball or diving up the middle to Hauser. So if you're on the Broncos' defensive side of things, what adjustments or what are you telling the guys at halftime there? Obviously, focus on the run. Mm-hmm. You bring bring the safety up. You, you try to change something different. Make them beat you through the air. Yeah, I think I think what the Broncos need to do, in my opinion, is I think they they succeeded a lot better in in towards the end of the second half when they brought a blitz and put more pressure on the Shamrocks. I think uh, those plays there at the end, they were able to either you know stop a run with about you know, a gain of only one or two or maybe a tackle for a loss, or they were able to put a lot of pressure on Nance and force him to make an errant throw. I think, you know, in my opinion, I think that's what the Broncos need to come out doing a lot here in the second half. Yeah, I think you're right right there, Christian, as well. The other thing to keep in mind, I guess, for the Broncos is uh, special teams is that this game is tied at the Mm -hmm. end. Westfield barely needs to get the ball past midfield, and they'll be able to attempt a field goal. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't underestimate, you know, that, that kicker for Westfield. I think the Broncos were, were kind of, you know, playing around a little bit on defense. Not They didn't have as much of that sense of urgency that they had had the rest of the game, you know, with only, you know, 30 seconds left it, with Westfield the ball on, on their own 30-yard line. You don't really expect them with the chance to get points on the board, but, you know, they had a couple of great throws and were able to – you know, 42-yard kick. You don't, as you said, you don't see that too much in high school football. And you know the West, and you know the Broncos' defense has to be more urgent 
and make a lot more plays here in the second half if they want to come out with the win. Yeah, 17-17 is your score. We're at halftime here at Schumann Stadium, and uh, as Christian just alluded to, Westfield Westfield went about 55-60 yards in mm-hmm. about 25 seconds right yeah. there on our Bronco defense in order to set up the 42-yard field goal attempt, and that's where we're at right now. It's been an entertaining first half here at Schumann Stadium, and we are tied. Looking forward to getting the second half underway. We'll take a two-minute Jeff 92 sports timeout. How can I help my daughter with her reading? Searching for help with Dachshund reading. How can I help my daughter with her reading? Information on hot water heating. No. Sarah's bright, but when she's reading, she has trouble sounding out the words. World music playing track now. No. Let me try. Our daughter gets confused about which details in a story are important. Which paper towels are most absorbent? What? Here are five product reviews. Why are you not getting me? See, I told you. Wait, I was trying to show you how Sarah feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Premium for hundreds of is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. A healthy birth is the dream of every parent. But for hundreds of thousands of families with a baby born too soon, the reality is their baby's first home is the newborn intensive care unit. It's the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. This is a crisis that knows no boundaries. 15 million babies are born prematurely worldwide. Nearly 1 million will die before their first birthday. Do something today. Help the March of Dimes provide education and support to families and fund life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. Give them tomorrow at marchofdimes.org slash tomorrow. And we're back live here at Schumann Stadium. Christian Maggio and Scott Graves bringing you tonight's sectional football game between your Lafayette Jeff Broncos and the Shamrocks of Westfield. It is 17-17, and it is a chilly one, Christian. Maybe that's why the teams have been slow to come back out to the field here to get warmed back up. You see just a few guys coming out. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I mean, going from as hot as it was, you know, the last few weeks to, you know, 40 degrees or whatever it is right now, I think, you know, these teams are, it's, hard change and you know you're going to want to warm up and be able to come out with a lot of energy to start the second half and speaking of uh the second half if you are just joining us 17 17 is your score here between jeff and westfield we mentioned it at the top of the broadcast uh you know third time is the charm it's kind of mm-hmm. been what we've been saying over and over westfield is the defending 5a state champions and it's funny to think about jeff and westfield uh as being two of the smallest schools in the tournament. But when it comes to the 6A schools, uh, neither Jeff nor Westfield is at the top of the list with some of the yeah. super schools throughout our state. Yeah, and both teams about around 
20, late tw- or lower 20s to upper 30s in uh, population in the state. So, uh, you know, not one of the bigger schools, but, you know, the Broncos ranked sixth in 6A. So, you know, they're, not, they're pretty far up the chart there in the football rankings. And also Westfield, um, a, you know, a traditional football powerhouse. So, you know, despite the smaller populations among the other 6A schools, both teams compete very well. Yeah, and the, the, the five losses for Westfield are, we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, some of the who's who of really mm-hmm. good football schools. When uh, you come into a sectional with a five-loss team, some people immediately might think they're not terribly competitive considering they've lost five in a row. But what a brutal schedule of Hamilton Southeastern and Brownsburg and Avon and Fishers down the home stretch. And here we are. We are uh, we are all squared, 17-17, getting ready to start the second half. You know, and, and, and if you're coming in undefeated, if you're coming in having lost five in a row, uh, you know, at halftime at this point, You've put yourself in position here to have a memorable second half. So I think I think both both staffs knew that this game was going to be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't talk to anybody. Uh, those of you who know me, I, I teach at the building, and obviously Christian, you're a student there, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking to some of the coaches. Uh, I'm sure you're talking to some of the players. Mm-hmm. Talking to the coaches, everybody that I talked to, nobody thought that this was going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. No. Uh, coming off senior night, that 70 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Be down, right? Yeah. Uh, all, all of the coaches that I talked to throughout the last two weeks all said the same thing. Westfield's good. Don't yeah. don't let the schedule, don't let their record fool you. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're big. They're physical. And everybody that I talked to on the coaching staff said, you know, that uh, really we would have to execute really well. Yeah. Not just okay. We'd have to execute really well. And for the most part, a couple of miscues by both teams. We said turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. So the Broncos had a silly turnover, uh, but then they got the interception. So mm-hmm. those cancel each other out, and here we are, 17-17. What was some of the attitude of some of your friends that are on the team leading up to tonight's game? Um, I didn't, you know, with fall break, I didn't, you know, get to really talk about to, you know, any of them very much. But I think, you know, I think everybody pretty much had the same attitude, you know, with, you know, Westfield coming up a 5A state championship last year. And, you know, even though, they're a four and five team, as you said. They played tough competition, and you, you can't ever estimate and take this underestimate and take this team easily because they will make you pay. And and here we are, right? We're getting ready to get started here in the second half. We're about a minute away. Uh, if you're just joining us, Jeff got the ball first, and we got off to an electric start. Latrell Brown, 75-yard touchdown run, gave the Broncos a seven to nothing lead. And uh, a few times back and forth, the half ended uh, with a great special teams play by mm-hmm. Westfield. 42-yard field goal by their junior kicker, Alex Bales. That puts us at 17-17 after a couple of rushing touchdowns. Latrell Brown responsible for both of our touchdowns. Uh, one receiving, one rushing, obviously the 75-yarder starting mm-hmm. the game. And, uh, and the field goal for us, about 22 yards versus the 42-yard field goal for Westfield. 17-17 is your score. Broncos defense, for the most part, Christian has played well, and mm-hmm. they're going to have an opportunity to get off the field right away as Westfield has the ball to start the second half. Yeah, that would be big for the Broncos for them to get a stop on defense and for the offense to be able to have a chance to take the lead again here early in the, sec- in the second half. We have 
some stats, some texts for my dad. It says Latrell Brown with six carries, 93 yards here in the first half, also with an 11-yard touchdown catch. Matt Wilkerson, 7 for 13 with 58 yards. And Jay Siegel with four catches for 49 yards for the Broncos. There it is. What we said, halftime, feed Latrell, right? Yep. He's only six carries so far. Mm-hmm. Look to get him a little bit more involved here in the second half. One score at halftime in retrospect we should have told you uh, was the winner of this plays the winner of Carmel and Noblesville, mm-hmm. and it is 18 nothing Carmel as of right now. Kind of they were expected to win that game yeah. uh, moving forward. Uh, earlier in the season, Westfield defeated Noblesville mm-hmm. in their matchup this season. So Carmel is up 18 to nothing, and uh, you know you would assume you don't want to. You would assume 18 nothing. Carmel's mm-hmm. probably not going to relinquish no. that lead. So the winner here tonight probably plays Carmel next week. Mm-hmm. And again, the Broncos are kicking to start the second half and we are finally underway. 17 to 17 is your score. We're tied uh, with Carmel up 18 in that other half of our sectional. Another sort of game of interest. The number one team in the state, Ben Davis, 9-0 and right now, currently trailing at halftime 20 to 19 to, I believe, number four Lawrence Central. Oh, one versus four, right? That's a brutal first round matchup, right? Uh, A kickoff for the Broncos goes out of bounds uh, around the 25-yard line. So no return, obviously, on the errant kick. And Westfield will start the second half with the ball in some really pretty good field position. In high school, when you kick the ball out of bounds, I think... Well, maybe I was gonna. I was almost misspoke. I might as well just wait till he puts the ball up. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five. The thirty-five yeah. yard. The thirty-five <laughs> yard line is where you start. So it's seventeen, seventeen. No time off the clock. Obviously, we're just now starting the second half. Tie ball game. Westfield's ball to start the second half after the forty-two yard field goal to end the first. And Nance will take the shotgun snap and go off tackle to the left and an eleven yard carry right away for the Shamrocks. And it looks like Dorian Henson, the junior, on the carry for Westfield. And they were a little bit of hurry up right here to start the mm-hmm. second half after the after the first down. That was another big run there by Westfield to start the second half. And the Broncos defense really needs to, to uh, tighten up here in the second half. Same play to Henson, same result. Gain of 12 off the left side and back-to-back big runs for a gain, a net gain of about 26 right there on the last two plays for Westfield. And they're right back to the line of scrimmage and they run the exact same play and the Broncos get Henson in the backfield for a loss of about four, which will bring up second down and long for the Shamrocks. That was a great job there by the Broncos. Almost all four defensive linemen there swarming for the tackle for a loss of about four yards. 17-17 is your score here in the second half. We're just underway. Westfield with the ball first. Pistol formation. Nance takes the snap, and he's going to dive up the middle again, and this is going to be a gain of about three or four on the play right there. Hauser on the carry, I believe, and it'll be third down and long for the Bronco defense. Third and about nine, Christian. Bronco defense right now needs to make a play. Yeah, they do. It would be... A crucial play right here, you know, tie ball game early in the second half. You know, Westfield looking to take a lead. Broncos looking to make a stop. We'll see what happens, you know, here on this play. 
17-17, third and long. Swings out to the right side, and it's going to be a short pass. It's going to be incomplete. And uh, Westfield is kind of in that no-man's land. They're on the Bronco 38-yard line, and uh, there's going to be some personnel changing. It looks like they're bringing out the punt unit. Alex Bales, the kicker, is on the field, which uh, usually, usually... Are they going for a 55-yard field goal? I That's don't know. the question. Maybe. He's, he's practicing punting formation, but... You never know. I mean, give it a field goal attempt. If it was the end of the game, I might say so. Yeah. Westfield is going to punt, try to flip the field. It's a high punt, and it goes out of bounds. It's just going to be a matter of where the official marks it, walking to about the 8, to the 9, to the 10, still walking, and he's going to call it out of bounds at around the 14, maybe the 13-yard line. So, uh, you know, kind of the, the punt to pin him back. But the Bronco defense does their job on the opening possession here in the second half. 17-17 is your score at sectionals here at the shoe. And uh, Westfield with a couple of big runs, but the Bronco defense forces the punt. Yeah, that was a great job there on the last few plays by the Broncos defense. The Westfield offense comes out strong with big couple big runs. But, you know, they made that one tackle for a loss, and it was able to change the momentum for the Broncos. It's going to be a shovel pass for the Broncos to start the second half, and I believe Latrell got the carry, and uh, Westfield was all over it. No, it was Marquise Munoz on the carry back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and 10 for the Broncos here on their first possession offensively in the second half. It's like they got three wide to the right, one to the left. It's going to be another run, and it's going to be another Westfield penetration right there the uh, defensive line and the linebacking group for Westfield uh, right now having their way with the Bronco offensive line the Bronco offensive line has played so well all season long and uh, back-to-back plays uh, for the defense of Westfield getting into the backfield right there and it brings up quickly third and about 12 for the Broncos big play here for Matt Wilkerson gonna have to make a great throw to get the first down rolls to his right and swings it it's complete but it's well short of the first down Siegel makes the catch, but you run that route right there. You've got to punt at this point. You can't mm-hmm. go for you're too deep in your own territory, and it looks like that's just what they'll do. And uh, it also looks, uh, maybe since the regular season, that Brian Jenkins is our punter. Yep. Uh, Wilkerson had punted all season long, kind of in that modified shallow shotgun position on fourth down. Jenkins back to punt for the Broncos, and it's going to be another kind of uh, little roll to the right punt. It's high. It's out of bounds. It's another one of those. We'll see where the official marks it. It's going to be right around midfield somewhere. It's going to be in Bronco territory, and the official is going to say it was at the 46 mm-hmm. uh, that it went out of bounds. I'm always curious on those, Christian. There's a little bit of guesswork involved of where, you know, the, yeah. ball's, the ball's 40 feet in the air, and it goes out of bounds, and the official walks for a little bit until, yeah. the, until neither side's screaming. Like, oh, it was probably pretty close. Yeah. It's hard to tell on those kicks, really. I mean, I mean, when it's up that high in the air, I mean, I don't really get how you're supposed to mark that ball. The the head official kind of tells him about where it goes. Uh, the Westfield statistician with a little little heads up right there for us. We appreciate <laughs> it. Nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Tie game, 17-17. Westfield with the ball. Their second possession here in the second half. They're on the Bronco 46. Pistol formation again for Nance. Nance checks with the sideline. Again, still plenty of time on the play clock, 15 seconds. Bronco linebacker makes a little bit of an adjustment as well. 
Nance takes the snap, a little misdirection, and it's going to be up the middle for the Shamrocks. Gain of about 10 by Hauser on the play. Uh, kind of like a, a fake pitch, <laughs> dive that's, up the middle, counter. Nice, There's about nice seven little, different terms all in one. Nice little trickery there by the Shamrocks. I think he turned left and handed off to the running back to the left. Then he turned around towards the right side, and the <laughs> running back took off and took the handoff and was able to get about nine yards on the play. Second and short, and the Broncos maybe catch a little bit of a break right there. There was some penetration for the Broncos, but it looked like Nance slipped as well for a loss on the play. And uh, the Bronco defense, I think these these third downs in the second half, obviously, Mm -hmm. of critical importance right now. Third and four for Westfield. They're on the Bronco 40. This is right around where they were last time, and they elected to punt. It's third down right now as the Nance and the offense checks the sideline. Eight minutes to go in the third quarter. We're tied, 17-17. And third downs are really in any football game. You usually see whoever does the best on third downs comes out with the win. Same play to Hauser, and he's off tackle, and the Broncos are right there, and he's short again. A group tackle right there by the Bronco defense, and it's going to be another decision for Westfield. Fourth and about one and a half, looking for number two, Alex Bales, to come running out. There's a little hesitation, and here he comes. So they bring the special teams back out again. Fourth and short for Westfield from the Broncos' 38-yard line. 17-17 is your score. They're in the punt formation. Nobody back deep for the Broncos, obviously. Maybe look for a, a snap to the up, up back or something like that. Mm-hmm. It is going to go back to the punter. And another high one, a monster punt this time. And uh, that is oh. that is what you call a coffin kick. Uh, it's a lot of luck right there. The, the, the football, we you know, bounces <laughs> any direction at once. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the, the the bounce was luck. But Westfield special teams—they had three guys on the goal line yeah. to try to stop it. Well, uh, they had three guys there, but it bounced over all of them and looked almost like as as if it was going to bounce into the end zone, and then it bounces off the side of the pylon. So the Broncos will have it inside one their own one-yard line. So uh, tough situation here. Any play for a loss is two points for Westfield. So a big, big play or a couple plays here for the Broncos. First and ten from their own goal line. Wilkerson swings it out to the outside, and it's incomplete. The pass was intended for Latrell Brown. It was behind him, and it was high. And when you're this close to the end zone, you don't want to overthrow anybody because you have to assume there's a safety or a cornerback behind him. Second down and ten for the Broncos. And as you mentioned, Christian, no room for error. You can't hold on to it very long. You can't back up because you're in the end zone. Wilkerson looks to pass to his left this time. And it's going to be incomplete again. He had Jenkins wide open and just missed him. And uh, Jenkins had some room to run if the ball was a little bit better. Westfield brought the blitz, and Wilkerson's got that clock in his head that says pretty much one Mississippi throw. There's not not really time down there if Westfield's blitzing to go to your second or third read. you got to get rid of the football. Third and long, third and ten from the goal line for the Broncos. 17-17, 17-17, seven minutes to go here in the third quarter, and Wilkerson checks over with Sheldon on the sidelines. And, uh, again, need to get some yards here, even just a punt, if that's the plan. Wilkerson takes the snap. There looks to be another blitz, swings it up over the middle, and it's Wide complete. Open. It's complete to the 30 for the Broncos, still on the on his feet, brought down around the 32-yard line. Zion Austin, the junior wide receiver, 
Christian, I'm not going to lie, when it left Wilkerson's hand, because I thought it was intercepted to the middle linebacker, it went right over close. his head to Zion Austin. Yeah, that's threading the needle. Zion Austin did a great job getting open up the seams. Matt Wilkerson threading the throw right to him, and the Broncos with some momentum, a 30-yard game, and with a chance to put some points up and take the lead here in the third quarter. Huge sigh of relief. That was third and ten from the one-foot line, right? Mm -hmm. And so there wouldn't have been any room for a punt. Instead, it's second down after Latrell Brown gets a gain of about two. They give it to Latrell up the middle again, and right now everybody on Westfield's side is dancing. I think the official came in right away and pointed to the ground. Uh, the, the side official, well, there's a, now there's a penalty. Probably uh, a sideline warming on, warning on the Westfield, uh, is I, my guess. I, I saw one Westfield player kind of go up and kind of shove another one, but I, I'm not going to speculate exactly what just happened. There's some sort of, I believe, unsportsmanlike. No, you're right. It was going to be a warning. Good call on that, Christian. Uh, third down and, and long. It's going to be third down and about six for the Broncos. Trips to the far, no, quads to the far left uh, for the Broncos. Wilkerson is in shotgun. Westfield shows blitz, and Wilkerson takes off and has a first down. Smart Great blitz up, play. smart quarterback run up the middle right there yeah. for Wilkerson after Westfield showed a blitz from the side where the quads were. Yeah, that was a great design play quarterback run there for the Broncos. Four guys to the left, one out to the right. You know, looks like you're going to pass. They send the blitz on the outside. They're able to create some room up the middle, and Wilkerson able to make the run for the first down. Wilkerson has Latrell in the backfield with him, and it looks like he gives it to him off tackle to the right. Latrell dances and gets a gain of about five on the play. And I'll tell you, uh, Christian, both both teams on offense are giving the ball to the running back in traffic, and both running backs for both teams are usually finding at least enough wiggle room mm-hmm. uh, to get some positive yards. Second down and five for the Broncos. Munoz is now in the game, and Wilkerson is going to keep it himself dances around a little bit, and he's met by a hard-hitting safety for Westfield. Gain of about three. It's going to be third down and short. 17-17 again is your score. It's still a tie game. 5-12 to go here in the third quarter, and the Bronco offense now looking at third down and short, but they're in Westfield territory on the 46. Look for the Broncos to keep running the ball. As of now, Five wide. Five wide, but I think Munoz is probably going to come in motion. They snap it as is. They swing it out to Munoz. He needs to beat one man and does not beat him. Back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a gain of one. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised right now if Shanley says go for it. You're on fourth down and a little over a yard. 17-17 again is your score. Jenkins has been punting, and he's still staying out in the wide receiver spot. Wilkerson stays in. Munoz is in the game. Latrell is not in the game right now. Wilkerson looks like he's going for it. He calls the play to the offensive Mm -hmm. line. It's fourth down and one for the Broncos. Wilkerson takes the snap. He does give it to Munoz. No, he keeps it himself. Westfield is all over. No chance on the play right there for Wilkerson. Broncos turnover on downs. And uh, the Westfield sideline, rightfully so, jumping up uh, enthusiastically. 17-17, turnover on downs for the Broncos, and uh, there was enough penetration on the play. Christian, I'm not sure it would have mattered if he gave the ball to Marquise or not. Yeah, the Westfield got great, great job getting inside on that play into the backfield, and the Broncos with nowhere to go, and the Westfield defense comes up with a big stop, and now they give their offense a chance to 
to put some points and take the lead. Pistol formation for the Shamrocks, and it's going to be a keeper. It looks like Nance to the left. He's got a little room to the corner, and he delivers the blow on the defense. Gain of about five on the play. Somebody on the Broncos defense, I didn't get a number, got into the backfield, but but he over-pursued a little bit, and Nance was able to get outside of him and get a gain of about four on the play. Westfield is now in Bronco territory on the 49-yard line. 17-17 is your score. Four and a half to go here in the third quarter. Westfield kind of in that power shotgun formation again. They'll give the ball up the middle this time, and it's going to be good for a first down. And Henson, Dorian Henson, has gotten carries here in the second half that were going to Hauser in the first. We have a an injured player on the field as well. We're going to have a, a brief stop in the action uh, as Clev comes out to check on the Broncos. And Christian, while we have a second right now, why don't we go ahead and take a quick uh, minute for uh, opportunity to thank some of our sponsors. This sports broadcast on Jeff 92 is made possible through generous financial help from the Jefferson High School Athletic Department with assistance from the following individuals, businesses, and organizations. Senator Ron Alting, Allure Dental, Club Newtone, the Golden Broncos, the Jeff Athletic Boosters, State Farm Group, Kirby Risk, Purdue Federal Credit Union, Franciscan Physician Network, Lafayette Orthopedic Clinic, the Mitchell Agency, Mayor Roswerski Murray Team, Hotbox Pizza, Representative Sheila Klinker, the Athlete, Tillys, and Ivy Tech Community College. Jeff 92 thanks all of them for their support to this broadcast. And obviously a lot of game left today, and the winner plays probably Carmel. And it was Jacob Barron shaking up on the play, but he's going to be okay. And, uh, you know, we'll talk the future of Jeff 92 as we move forward, but a quick shout-out to a couple of basketball coaches, Joe Gamble and Will Abden, tuning into the broadcast tonight as well. Uh, obviously, Christian will be bringing you all of the basketball action moving forward. Uh, as we're back to action on first down, it's going to be a dive to the left side, and the Bronco defense stops it for a gain of about one on the play. Second down and nine, four minutes to go here in the third quarter. 17-17 is your score. Good play there by the Broncos that, you know, really helps this drive you know, with the second, with a team that likes to run like Westfield, you know, these second and longs, third and longs really helps, you know, these drives for the defense. It looks like Henson is in the backfield with Nance. Nance in that pistol formation. He's going to keep it, rolls to his right, looks to throw, and he's going to be picked off. Interception right. by the Broncos. Right. No flags on the field, and it's going to be an interception for the Broncos. Right there, there's a flag, and it's going to be on celebration probably. It was yeah. well after the fact. Somebody has a helmet off. Yep, somebody came out on the field without a helmet to celebrate. That's going to be a no-brainer right there for the officials to throw the flag. And uh, Shanley's yelling at our guys, not at the official. Mm -hmm. Right away, there it is. And uh, uh, you, can't, you can't come out and do that, obviously. Yeah. That's kind of like... Rule number one, uh, a great a great defensive play right there for the Broncos. In the excitement, I lost sight I lost sight of who had the interception. Christian, I don't know if you saw the number on that or not. I think it was number 14, Walker. Avery Walker, okay. with the interception. The nice diving catch and great play all around by the Broncos defense. They had great pressure on Nance, and they were able to throw 
forced the low throw, and Walker with the diving catch. And now the Broncos take over first and 10 on their own 27. 15-yard penalty on the Broncos, but it's first and 10. It's going to be a jet sweep to Jenkins. He's got some space. He's to the 35, and Jenkins is brought down. Actually, nice pursuit by Westfield. Gain of about seven or eight on the play. Uh, But again, as you mentioned, we would have been on the 42, and then we got pushed back to the 27. It's second down and one for the Broncos, 17-17, three minutes and 20 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Wilkerson is in shotgun. He's going to dive up the middle, and it's going to be Munoz on the carry, and Marquise gets a gain of about four, which is good for the first down, brings us out to the 40-yard line. Actually, they're going to go ahead and scoot him back and put him on the 39. Still good for a first down for the Broncos. We've got an update. North Miami 28, Central Catholic 21, with seven minutes and seven seconds left in the third quarter. On first down, Munoz gets the carry for a gain of maybe a yard right there. Wilkerson comes immediately over to the sidelines to check with Coach Sheldon for the next play. 2.45 to go in the third quarter, 17-17, a scoreless third quarter so far. Four receivers to the left and one to the right. Nobody in the backfield with Wilkerson. Everybody stops. Wilkerson moves away from the line of scrimmage, checks over with Coach Sheldon, uh, maybe on an audible right here. 14 seconds on the play clock, now down to 10. Nobody moves. We get the snap here. Looks left, swings it out to the right, and it's going to be an over-the-shoulder complete catch. Jay Siegel with a great over-the-shoulder catch on the play right there. Big yardage for the Bronco offense and a nice throw right there by Wilkerson. Great play there by the Broncos offense. Siegel, perfectly, perfect timing. You know, he ran a great route and looked up just as the ball was in the air. And great throw there by Matt Wilkerson right on the money over his shoulder in the first down into Westfield territory. Latrell Brown gets the carry on first down and dances forward. But again, only for a gain of about two, maybe two and a half. 2.10 to go here in the third quarter. We're still tied a scoreless third. It's 17-17. Broncos uh, now out to the Westfield 32-33 yard line. Second down and eight, maybe seven. Trips to the far left. Wilkerson's going to keep it all along, and he's hitting the backfield for no gain. He's lucky to fall back almost to the line of scrimmage. Nice play by the defensive end right there for Westfield. Another update. Harrison and Kokomo still 8-7. to seven. The Raiders holding the tight lead. Kokomo got close to the goal line, and then Harrison got the turnover, and they're about halfway through the court, third quarter in that one. Third and seven, third and probably closer to nine, actually, to be honest with you. I think the scoreboard might be a little off. Five wide for the Broncos, three on the right. Sorry, three on the left, two on the right. Wilkerson on a design draw. Again, he kicks it to the outside. He's got a few blockers. He cuts it upfield first down. Wilkerson Wilkerson showing a little bit of speed. I think Uh, there's a flag for a late hit on the Shamrocks. We'll wait and see what the official call is. Wilkerson got rocked. Obviously, it's about as far away from us as you can get on the far sideline. a personal foul against Westfield, late hit. It looked like they maybe determined Wilkerson might have already stepped out of bounds when he got hit. Uh, but either way, it's going to be half the distance to the goal because we're inside the 30-yard line. A minute five to go in the third quarter. We're still tied at 17. The Broncos driving now uh, as 
as a this is the one that started inside the one yard line or, or is, am I mistaken on that? Yeah. Well, oh, wait, no, we no, yeah, right there. that was yeah, the yeah. interception. Yeah. Regardless, first and ten for the Broncos. It's going to be given to Latrell to the right side, and Brown is brought down around the line of scrimmage for no gain. And we're inside a minute to go in the third quarter. I forgot about the change of possessions there for yeah. a second. Oh, it's all happened too quick. Second down and ten for the Broncos. Trips to the right. They're bunched together. One lone man, Jenkins, to the far left. Wilkerson taking his time. 15 seconds to go on the play clock. 33 seconds to go in the third quarter. Latrell Brown is to Wilkerson's right, and it's going to be play action. Swung out to the outside. It's complete. Siegel on the catch. He beats one man. It's going to be a gain of about five on the play, and I think, Christian, that's probably going to take us to the fourth quarter. We'll wait and see. There's still 13 seconds to go. And it looks like it's going to go ahead. Shanley's going to go ahead and say, let's get to the fourth. A scoreless third quarter, Christian. And here we are going into the fourth quarter, 17-17. A great battle that we were expecting. Great third quarter, you know, defensive battle between both teams. But the Broncos threatening to score inside the Westfield 10 at the Westfield 8-yard line with, here with third and goal or not third and goal, third and about five. And obviously, you know, we're up here in the booth, easy for us to do. Nobody down on the field is thinking about next week. But Carmel is up 25 to nothing on Noblesville. So I'm going to go ahead and just call that one. That one's, yeah. one's going to be over. The winner tonight is going to play Carmel next week. I, I believe if, if Jeff did win, I believe the way the draw was, we would be at Carmel next week. So that would be, that would be an interesting one. You know, Carmel, the biggest school in the state. I mean, 5,000 students at that school. It's bigger than a lot of small colleges. Over twice the size of our school. So that would that would be a fun one next week for the sectional championship. And you know, obviously, whoever wins this game, it would be it would be a battle with whoever wins, and then with Carmel. And here we are. We are 12, 12 minutes, maybe right. 12 minutes, maybe away. 17-17 is your score. It's going to be third down and seven with a first down possibility on the three-yard line. Third, we'll call it third and five again. I'm just going to have to go just – I'm just going to have to do the math myself tonight. Third and five for the Broncos to start the third – to start the fourth quarter – can get a first down still, and we're going to have three receivers to the left, one to the right. Wilkerson's in the backfield with Latrell. <laughs> Wilkerson takes the snap. He's going to roll to his left. There's pressure. He swings it out to the outside, and he overthrows. And uh, it would have been a crazy jump ball to the shortest guy on our team, and Bishop Johnson. Uh, incomplete. Uh, but again, the Broncos have an opportunity here to put three points on the board and take the lead. And, you know, you'll take that three points in, in a third quarter where the defense played well and was able to make some stops and get some turnovers. We'll take three points on the board. Great job. Great drive there by the Broncos offense. 
almost from the same spot as our field goal in the second quarter. This one's going to be from the 15 and make it a 25-yard field goal attempt. Snaps a little high. The kick is up, and the kick is good. It's good. From our angle, I can never tell. But the kick is good. The Broncos take the lead in the fourth quarter, 20 to 17. 11.48 to go here in the game, and the Broncos back on top after being tied for the entire third quarter. I think it looks like Coach Shanley was a little angry there on the sidelines. The kicker got ran into, you know, after the kick. He, he was wanting the flag there, but no flag thrown. But the Broncos still with the 20 to 17 lead. You can hear uh, through the little bit of the glass window, a little bit of cowbell from the stands down there. We have an, another update from North Miami. Central Catholic has taken a 35 to 28 lead over North Miami with 125 left in the third quarter after a six-yard touchdown from Carlos Velasquez to Daniel Roach, and that is CC's first lead of the game. Wow. They were down 28. 21, I believe, heading into the third quarter, and the Knights have put up two touchdowns here pretty quickly, and have taken the lead. 2017 is your score here. The Broncos on top by three, getting ready to kick off to Westfield. The Broncos kicked off to start the second half, and it was a, a kick that went out of bounds. This kick is super short, but high. That might hit the ground. Nope, it's fielded by Westfield on the 25. Brought out to the 30, to the 35. There's a little bit of running room right here for the Shamrocks. And a good return for Westfield. Westfield will take over with the football uh, on their own 44-yard line. We'll put it on the 45-yard line where Westfield will take over first and 10. 11.41 to go in the game. Broncos up by a field goal. Three field goals combined so far today, Christian. is probably the most I've seen all season. Yeah. And they were, it's been great kicking from Elias Marquez here for the Broncos tonight. I can't remember how long the first one was, but that one, 25, so pretty good uh, kicking there. Side note, a new quarterback in the game for Westfield. I, I, don't, I don't know if I missed an injury or anything, but we have a sophomore in the quarterback, Camden Simons, uh, in, at quarterback right now for Westfield. And if I'm not mistaken, Christian, uh, it's his first snap of the game with 11.40 to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have to find out what had happened. But he's going to stay in right now, I, second I down and eight. I don't think he, there was any injury. At least not on the field. But, I mean, this roster has him listed at 6'5", 193. So he isn't just a, a little guy. He's That's a big dude. Well, he's the tallest guy on the field. You can tell, you can tell yeah. right away. So Simon's... Uh, up the middle there. It's going to be third down and long for the Shamrocks. 10.54 to go. And it looks like, yeah, as of right now, Simons is going to stay in. Third down and long. Third down and eight or so. Uh, maybe seven. Bunches tripped to the right for Simons. Then a quarterback for the first time, the sophomore. He takes the snap and he looks right. He's going to swing it out to the outside, and it's going to be his first pass in the fourth quarter of sectionals. It's going to be complete. Puts it on the money, and uh, first down for Westfield, and uh, they're moving the chains on the third and long completion right there by the sophomore, Simon. 10-27 to go in the game. Broncos up by three. Westfield is now in Jeff territory. Mm -hmm. They're on the 37-yard line, 38-yard line. Simon's is in the pistol. He's got two receivers in each direction. 
He's going to give it off tackle to the left. And there's running room. There's going to be a flag on the play. I think they got 32 for holding. If it's not yeah. holding on Westfield, it's a 20-some yard gain right there by the Shamrocks. But I think they got one of their wide receivers on holding. Yeah, I saw it. I, I think it will be a holding and will be called back. And it is holding on the Shamrocks. So the 20-yard gain will be brought. We'll see where they mark it. Be from the spot of the foul, but a replay the down. 10-13 to go in the game. Westfield has the ball. This penalty is going to keep them in Bronco territory because be. it was from the spot of the foul. So it's going to be first down for Westfield in about 15. Simons, the sophomore, is in at quarterback. First possession for him. Takes the snap, looks left, swings it up over the middle. Oh. It's almost intercepted right there. The pass was intended. Uh for wide receiver Caleb Pettijohn batted around a little bit. It looked like one of our safeties had his, had his hands on it. Uh, Flag is down on the field. You don't really know. Avery Walker did a nice job breaking up the pass. Britton Chandler almost came up with the interception. Personal foul on Jeff. That's one of those, you know, we talked about the unnecessary mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, after the play is over, uh, after a good pass breakup, it's going to be second down and forever. Instead, a personal foul on us is going to push the ball all the way inside the 30-yard line. And when you've got a three-point lead and the other team's got a great kicker, mm -hmm. I mean, they're already in field goal range at this point. Yeah. Oh, they didn't give him, I thought it would be an automatic first down. I'm hmm. unsure. It's second down and super short, and uh, it's not going to matter. It looks like it's going to be a first down for Westfield. But uh, I could have sworn it was an automatic first down, but I guess not because it was second. It was first and 16. Well, I didn't. I think I'm hearing some of the other radio broadcasters here saying it was a holding call, not a personal foul call. So I, 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 I was right. The the official made the personal foul fine. Okay. So and a holding would only be 10 10 yards instead yeah. of 15. But anyhow, regardless, it's uh, going to be third and short. They said his knee was down, so third and super short uh, after maybe a little bit of confusion there uh, for the Shamrocks. Down three, and it's going to be a play action. Looks to go up deep over the middle. It's lobbed up, and it's going to be a touchdown wow. for Westfield. And uh, what we've got right here is Westfield bringing in the sophomore quarterback. There's the penalty. This penalty is going to be a personal foul on Shanley. Shanley's upset because Simons hit the helmet of a Jeff guy after he threw the touchdown, and the official didn't see it. Hmm. That was a great throw, though, by Simons. Put it, put some air under that and got it right on the mark. So the receiver streaking up the seam, and they're able to get six points on the board. Caleb Pettijohn, a senior on the touchdown for Westfield, and with 9.19 to go in the game, it's going to be Westfield 24, Jeff 20. And obviously right there, uh, you can just see the fourth quarter emotions of a tight sectional game, uh, some personal fouls, a stupid personal foul on us a few plays earlier. Simons throws the touchdown, hits, hits a Jeff guy on the back of the head. The official doesn't see it. Shanley goes crazy. He gets the 15-yarder instead. And, uh, again, so here we are. It's going to mm -hmm. be against us, and it'll push the kickback, and it's going to give, uh, again, I, I get 
admittedly get my NFL college high school rules a little flip flopped. I think it's just going to push the kick way up, which would be a, either a super yeah. high. So you, you kick it super high or you kick it out of bounds. Uh, you know, we'll wait and see what they do here. But it looks like they're going to be kicking off from Jeff territory. But I mean, uh, the ball up there. Bales could kick it in the end zone from the normal spot. So I don't, I don't really know yeah. what good this is going to do. I, I mean, we saw it. I, I think if I remember right, I think Jeff did it once um, two weeks ago against Muncie Central, where there was a penalty and they had, you know, the the kick was farther up than usual, and they ended up doing an onside kick and were covering it. So we could maybe see that from oh, the turn right. yeah. here. So we'll have to see what they come out and, and do here on this kickoff. 9-19 to go in the game. Westfield 24, Broncos 20. After the sideline personal foul, Westfield's going to be kicking off uh, from the 45-yard line already in Bronco territory. Update from Kokomo. Kokomo scores and takes a 13-8 lead over Harrison. And McCutcheon is up 42 to 7 against Huntington North. So as of now, looks like McCutcheon is probably in next week. And right now, Kokomo with the lead. So we'll see how things hold up over there. This is, uh, again, so it was a short kick. It was a short kick, and an up guy called for a fair catch, but then Siegel caught it without calling for a fair catch. The, the official blew the whistle regardless. So the Broncos, after the personal foul, are going to start deep in their own territory. 9-17 to go in the game. 24-20, Westfield on top by four. Broncos ball, first and 10 from their own 13-yard line. I think the Broncos need to come out running the ball here just like they did, you know, and they've succeeded when they run the ball. And we really need a good drive like we had last time. Wilkerson brings the guys out, waiting on the official. Uh, here we go. We're already down to about 10 seconds to go on the play clock. Two receivers to the right, and it's going to be a sweep to the right side, brought down for very little gain. And right now, to run the ball, the problem is after that first long carry, Westfield's kept the linebackers in close, and the Broncos are not having a lot of room to run. Uh, gain of maybe a yard right there, second down and long for the Broncos. Wilkerson going underneath shot underneath center for maybe the first time tonight. High formation for the Broncos, the two men in the backfield. Very rare for the Broncos. You pretty much all the time the Broncos go from shotgun, but this time running in the traditional I formation. Throws it deep oh. and Wilkerson overthrew. We had Siegel and Bishop Johnson in the area and uh, Wilkerson just overthrew. And so right away, 8.37 to go in the game, down four, the Broncos' offense finds themselves in a critical third down and nine. Mm -hmm. I think Wilkerson just threw that one a little bit too hard there. I think if you put a little bit more air under it and put a little bit more touch on, on it, I think Siegel would have been able to run under it and probably had a touchdown. He had a lot of separation on the play. Wilkerson checks the sidelines with Coach Sheldon. Third down and nine for the Broncos. 8.37 to go in the game. Takes the snap, and he's going to run it up the middle to the left on third and long. And same result, gain of about a yard and a half. 
And I have to think you don't call a run right there. You're going to punt. Mm-hmm. But the Broncos are going to punt. Confusing play call there. I mean, this is a you know big drive where the Broncos need to put some points up on the board. And third and nine, and, and you go with the run. Eight so. minutes is still a lot, a lot of time left. Jenkins is back to punt. Fourth down and seven. Jenkins takes the snap, and it's going to be a quick punt. And it's going to be fielded by Westfield on the 45-yard line and really nowhere to go. A gain of three on the play. Good punt coverage right there for the Broncos. Marquise Munoz leading the way on the punt coverage for Jeff. Westfield, though, 7.53 to go, four-point lead. They've got the ball in Bronco territory. Uh, The Bronco defense has forced a lot of three and outs this Mm -hmm. season, uh, but none more important than this defensive stand right now. Yeah, big, you know, at least hope, you know, the Broncos need to hold them to a field goal to keep it within a one-score game. But, you know, they they really need, and they've had a lot of times this season where they've needed a big stop and they've gotten a big stop towards the end of the game, and they need one of those right now. And the Bronco defense right away of the run up the middle, the Bronco defense stops Westfield for a loss of about three on the play. So it'll be fourth and fourth and 12, or sorry, fourth. <laughs> second and 12, second and 13. Fourth quarter was the second thought that was in my head. 24-20 is your score, 7.30 to go in the game. Broncos down by four. Westfield going for the second possession with a sophomore quarterback, Camden Simons. Simons looks over to the coaching staff, looks at his wristwatch or his wrist play wristband. I think it's yeah. what I was looking for. Pistol formation for the Shamrocks. And they're going to run it up the middle again. The Bronco defense is right there for another stop, another right. loss. Stop there by the Broncos. Westfield found themselves in a similar position, similar yardage on third and long last possession. The Broncos had the personal foul after the play. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Third and long for Westfield. 6.50 to go in the game. Third and 14 for Westfield. Simons, the sophomore quarterback, in for his second second series in a row. Let's the clock run a little bit. We're at 6. 36 Broncos down four big third down for the defense third and 14 Simons takes the snap and they're not even going to attempt to throw the ball they're going to run it up the middle gain of about four and a half or five and it's going to bring up fourth down and you have to imagine Westfield right there saying hey let's get this clock under six minutes Mm -hmm. to go we've got a great punter last time Bales punted the football the Broncos had it on like the one foot line and -hmm. you got to imagine that's kind of the game plan again right here yeah, I think, you know, from Westfield's perspective, that was a great play call there, you know, with with the four-point lead, six and a half to go when the play started, you know, get the run, get a couple yards, you know, make it easier for you to, to pin the Broncos back in their own, deep in their own territory and, and let the clock run. Oh, Shank. Oh, wow. I... That looked like uh, some of my tee shots on the golf course yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that... Uh, it went off the side of his foot, and uh, as good as Bales has been today, uh, that one didn't get back to the line of scrimmage. The Broncos catch a huge break right there, and I think, uh, you know, Bales, Bales has had a, a great day punting and kicking the field goal, and uh, just, a, just a shank. Just It is what it is. So the Broncos catch a huge break, and the Broncos will have the ball on the 44-yard line. Let's see if the offense 
can do something with the gift. 5.41 to go in the game. Broncos down four, 24-20. Four wide, two on each side. Wilkerson is in shotgun with Latrell. Bishop Johnson in motion, and it's going to be a play action. Swing to Johnson on the outside and uh, can't get past the linebacker. Gain of about three on the play. So uh, efficient play there, you know. You know, people, you know, think you, you always have to get the big play. You know, if you get four four yards per play, you know, three plays, that's a first down. So, you know, just keep moving the chains and plenty of time left on the clock for the Broncos. Oh, quick swing pass to the outside to Siegel, blocked down the line of scrimmage. And actually, on the play prior, like you said, good spot on the field for Bishop Johnson. They gave him almost five on the play. Third down for Broncos for the Broncos. They're on their own 49-yard line. 5.14 to go in the game. Uh, Broncos are going to bunch four guys to the far left. Wilkerson is in shotgun by himself. Wilkerson takes the snap, looks to the right, swings it out to the outside, and it was read the whole way by the cornerback for Westfield. Incomplete pass, but fourth down and five for the Broncos with 5.10 to go at midfield. I got to think you're going for it right here. Yeah, I think, you know, this is that point in the game where you really need some points on the board and and i think the broncos it looks like they're gonna they're gonna go for it fourth and fourth five. five wilkerson takes the snap rolls to his left looks left swings it out to the outside it's complete wide open first down broncos pass complete to brian jenkins uh whenever you see a pick play like that i look to the field i don't see any flags and the broncos are to the line of scrimmage Third down completion. The Broncos are down to the Westfield 36-yard line. We're at just under five minutes to go in the game. Broncos down. Bunches on each side. They're going to dive up the middle. No, Wilkerson's going to keep it. He jukes past one man for a couple of yards before he's brought down. And uh, Christian, here we go. We're at 444 to go in the game. Down. This is getting interesting. Down four. 24-20 is your score. Westfield on top by four. Broncos with the football in Westfield territory on the 34-yard line. So plenty of time, four minutes and 30 seconds, and all three timeouts for the Broncos. Siegel in motion. They dive up the middle. It's going to be a run for the Broncos. Latrell Brown is going to be brought down just short, I believe, of the first down yard marker, and he is. Third down and about one for the Broncos. 4-10 to go in the game, down by four. Bunch formation, two guys to the left. Wilkerson is in shock, and Latrell Brown's still in the game, and they give it to Latrell. Latrell's got the first down. He's going to be brought down just outside the 20. The Broncos knocking on the red zone door. We are under four minutes to go in the game. The Broncos down by four. Latrell Brown gets the first down. They're going to say he was down on the 23-yard line, say the 22-yard line. First and 10 for the Broncos. Two receivers to the left. Wilkerson takes the snap, gives it to Latrell maybe one too many times. Defensive lineman for Westfield with a tackle in the backfield. Loss of two on the play. Second down and 12 for the Broncos. Maybe second down and probably in closer to 13, depending on the spot. We'll say second and 13. 3.33 to go in the game. Broncos down by four, 24-20. Trips bunch to the left. Empty backfield for the Broncos. Wilkerson in shotgun. He takes the snap. He rolls to his left. Swings it to the outside. It's going to be complete to the 15. First down, Broncos. Gain of about 14. And we got to see, I think it was Jay Siegel on the catch, and it It was. was. He barely kept his knee up off the ground on the completion. Mm -hmm. First down for the Broncos. 3.15 to go in the game. They're on the 11-yard line. This is getting interesting. (laughs) 13 
with the ball at the 11-yard line. 24 to 23 minutes to go. Here we go. Marquise Munoz goes in motion in the backfield. They're going to give it to Marquise. He's got the left side. He's got room. Marquise is going to be in the end zone. Marquise Munoz, 11-yard touchdown with 2.55 to go. The Broncos retake the lead on a Marquise Munoz 11-yard touchdown, 25-24, Broncos on top as we wait for the point after. you got to imagine we're going to go for two, even though the kicking unit has gone out there. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. I'd go for two. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't do math. math. I'm not a math teacher. We're up, we're up by two, Christian. That's, yep. that's when you step in and be like, Scott, the scoreboard's wrong. <laughs> we're up by two, not by one, which makes more sense. 26-24, flag on the play here on the extra point. It's going to be a false start, which will push us back five yards. But again, to recap, touchdown Marquise Munoz, 26-24 Broncos, 2.55 to go in the game. An important extra point right here. Earlier in the, uh, at the end of the first half, Westfield kicked a 42-yard field goal, and it would have been good from 62 probably. Yeah. So, again, uh, a big extra point right here for the Broncos to put us up by three. It's, I think it's Marquez lining up for the kick. It's high. It is good. It's through, and the Broncos are up by three. 255 to go in the game. Jeff, 27, Westfield, 24, and it's time for the defense to step up one more time here in an exciting sectional game at the shoe. It's been a close one all night long, 27-24, your Broncos up by a field goal. Westfield will have the ball here in just a second as we get the special team set up for kickoff. Both teams with all three timeouts. Uh, again, the last two possessions or the last two series for Westfield, sophomore quarterback Camden Simons has came out. He threw a touchdown on one of the two possessions, and they punted on the other. And the Broncos take advantage mm-hmm. of Alex Bales' poor punt. Uh, he had been so good all night to have one go off the side of his foot. The Bronco offense takes advantage and punches it into touchdown to go up by three with 2.55 to go. Mm-hmm. I think... Probably the biggest play on the drive was that fourth and five when the Broncos converted and were able to get the first down and keep their hopes alive. And they're able to get the touchdown and take the 27-24 lead here over the Shamrocks. 255 to go, 27-24. Broncos on top after the Munoz touchdown run of about 11 yards. Waiting on the kick for the Broncos, as I said a second ago. 2.55 to go. Both teams with all three timeouts. It's a short kick to about the 19 again. Westfield out to the 25, to the 30. There's room. Wow. Westfield's already out to midfield. Fumble! And the Broncos have it. Recovered. Have the fumble. The Broncos special teams on the fumble recovery. Westfield coughed it up at midfield. The Broncos have the football. 2.45 to go. Westfield with three timeouts. But the Broncos with the football. The Broncos special teams forcing the fumble after a good return. Two weeks ago, the Broncos kickoff kickoff coverage forced two fumbles as well, and both of them, ironically, were after good returns. It'll be the Broncos ball first and 10 from the 44-yard line with 2.45 to go. The 
So here we go. 2.45 to go. 27-24. Broncos by three. Westfield with three timeouts. That was a nice hit, too. I didn't get the number on the hit, but it was a great hit that jarred the ball loose. And now all the Broncos have to do is, you know, get get the first down, keep the chains moving, and keep the clock running. Take care of the football right now. Mm-hmm. You're telling your quarterback, Wilkerson, don't force anything. A sack is better than an incomplete at this point. Mm-hmm. Broncos are going to come out. Obviously, they do oftentimes. They've got a diamond. Four guys bunched together on the right side, but they're going to bring Latrell in motion and probably give the ball to him up the middle. We'll wait and see. They're going to have to get at least one first down to ice it off since Westfield has all three timeouts remaining. Latrell Brown gets the carry on first down, and he's brought down at the line of scrimmage. And Westfield obviously uh, will call timeout. It's their first timeout taken here in the second half. 2.39 to go. 27-24. Broncos on top by three. It's going to be second down and about 10. Westfield just called timeout. We're on our own 45-yard line. Westfield with two more timeouts to go. And again, as you said a second ago, obviously you want to run the ball. I don't know how conservative you can be because mm-hmm. up by three points, uh, Westfield only needed about 25 seconds to kick a field goal mm-hmm. in the first half. I think even though you want to run the ball, I think you also have to have the opportunity to try to get a first down. Yeah. Right? You don't want to punt this ball back to Westfield. Yeah, you have to get at least one. For, if, if they get one first down, the game is pretty much over because with only two timeouts re- remaining, if, if you know Westfield stops Jeff on the next two plays and calls two timeouts, and then Jeff you know would have the punt. So, you know, if they get a first down, that would probably put the icing on the cake. And here we go. We got about five seconds left in this timeout. There's 2.39 to go in the game, 27-24. Broncos just forced a fumble on the kickoff return of Westfield, and they got the ball. So 2.39 to go, Broncos by three, second down and 10. Two timeouts left for Westfield. Wilkerson is in shotgun. And he's going to pitch it to the outside. And we got a few dancing moves right there. Gain of about two on the play. That was Munoz. Marquise Munoz got the carry. And uh, it's going to be third and long. Westfield calls another timeout. Uh, Westfield now with one timeout left. Second down, sorry, third down and about seven for the Broncos. Uh, here on this one right now, Christian, you know, he said, you know, now that Westfield's down to one timeout, do you put the ball in your senior quarterback's hand say, hey, if it's there, throw it. If it's not, make sure you stay in bounds. Mm-hmm. Give Wilkerson an opportunity to make a play or you just give the ball to Latrell? Uh, I think I think you're going you're gonna to have to pass, you know, with third and long here because, you know, you have to get a first down. And, and hopefully, it, at least if you don't get the first down, you keep the ball in bounds to force Westfield to call a timeout because – if you leave Westfield that timeout, that gives them an opportunity to, to run the ball or, or, you know, get the clock running and then take the timeout to kick the field goal. So, you know, crucial play and a lot of options here for the Broncos, but I think they need to pass the ball here on this one. Right now, Coach Sheldon's talking to his offense, hopefully saying something along the lines of Walker saying, hey, if they're wide open, throw it. If they're not, mm-hmm. take, take the sack or try to scramble for the first down. Yeah. Uh, make you don't want to force them, anything. Make and, them use their know, last if, timeout. And, and give them a turnover. Give them an, an interception because, you know, a punt would be better than an interception. You know, if you punt it, 
probably gets him with in inside at least the 30, probably around the 20 yard line. So, so uh, hopefully, you know, Wilkerson does not force anything, and they're able to to get the get the ball and and keep the ball in bounds. Here we go, 2:33 to go. It's third down and seven for the Broncos. Five wide. Wilkerson looks to throw, swings it out to the outside. It's complete. It's going to be awfully close. It's going to be awfully close. They're going to say he got it. It's going to say that that was Zion Austin on the reception, and I think they're going to tell the chain gang to go. It's awfully close. First down, Broncos. 2.27 to go. 2.27 to go. First down, Broncos. Clutch play there by great throw on on the comeback route by Wilkerson. And great catch and great job by Zion Austin being aware of where the chains are and being able to get across for the first down. 2.13 to go in the game. Westfield with one timeout. 2.06 to go. 19 seconds to go on the play clock. The Broncos are going to let this one go all the way down. I'd be surprised if uh, anything beyond uh, a kneel down by Wilkerson here. 155 to go. 27-24. Broncos on top. Westfield with one timeout. The Broncos are going to run the ball up the middle to Marquise Munoz. And Marquise Munoz got another first down. A gain of about 12 or 13 for Marquise. Great run there by Munoz. Made about three spin moves to juke out different, different tacklers. And he's able to get the first down and keep the clock and the chains moving. First and 10 for the Broncos. From their own, from the Westfield 33-yard line. The Broncos up by three, a minute 30 to go. One twenty-five to go, 16 seconds to go on the play clock. Broncos up three, and uh, Wilkerson right now going up to the line of scrimmage. Broncos are in the victory formation. Wilkerson takes a knee. Whoa. Well, no, nothing wrong with that. Wilkerson takes a butt, I guess I should say, <laughs> gets knocked backwards. Uh, nothing says you got to just stand up when they're taking mm-hmm. a knee, especially if he's going to take his time. And it uh, looks like Westfield will take their last timeout. A minute eight to go in the game. Broncos up by three. It's going to be second down. Westfield burns their last timeout. And, uh, again, the Broncos here just a minute eight away from uh, one of the more exciting games in recent memory, uh, definitely one of the more exciting games in, mm-hmm. in, in sectionals, right? So Broncos up three, a minute eight to go. There's some and, other uh, score updates from around town. Westside finishes it off, beats Twin Lakes 56-6. to six. They will play Andrean at West Lafayette for the sectional title next weekend. Carmel won 25-7. Huh, it says that here that Carmel hosts the winner of this regardless of who it is. So mm-hmm. if the Broncos hold on, we'll be at Carmel next week taking on Carmel after their win over Noblesville. Like we said, 27-24 is your score. Westfield is out of timeouts. A minute eight to go. The Broncos in the victory formation. Another knee right there for the Broncos. And again, the the 42nd clock, the Broncos have to take one more knee, and this is over. Clock is running 50 seconds to go. 
Looks like the Broncos will finish off the victory. Some pretty neat things down there. Some of the offensive and defensive linemen shaking hands early before the game is over. Uh, again, both units out there have had the heck of a game. 35 seconds to go. One more snap. Wilkerson takes a knee. Broncos win. Broncos win, Christian. I'm, uh, I, I'm more excited. I'm so happy. I'm just kind of sitting here taking it all in, staring uh, out there. The Broncos win. You said it before kickoff. Third time is the charm. Mm-hmm. We'd obviously very different teams from a year ago. Uh, what a what a fun game to be at. What a fun game to watch. Uh, this one is as exciting as anything that I've seen in in recent memory. 27-24 is your score. Your Lafayette Jeff Broncos take down Westfield by a field goal and we'll travel to Carmel next week. Our season isn't over yet. We get an opportunity to go play Westfield, Christian. Uh, your your initial thoughts on the game tonight? Great finish here by the Broncos. You know, there were times, you know, where, where they made some costly mistakes that you thought would, would be very costly and could, you know, be a downfall at the end. But the Broncos, you know, stay tough and, you know, fight through are able to pull out the 27-24 win and get a chance to get a sectional title next week at Carmel. Hey, you all you're saying there's a chance, right? Yeah. Uh what a, what a you know plenty of time to talk about Carmel next week. What a what a fun game tonight to do the broadcast for. What a yeah. fun what a fun game to be at tonight. Uh the back and forth and the excitement of tonight's game obviously it's extra fun because we came out on top but uh, you know we talked about it before the game that Westfield was good. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, don't don't let those losses confuse you. That's a good football team out there, and their uh, offensive and defensive lines played a heck of a game. And uh, what a what a fun game! What a mm-hmm. fun high school sectional game to be at. But Coach Shanley and his guys get the job done in the fourth quarter. Yeah, seventeen seventeen. Yep. 17-17 at half, a scoreless third quarter, and, you know, we scored 10 in the fourth, and they scored seven, and yep. what a fun, <laughs> fun game. It was. It was that, that is a classic right there. Your Lafayette Jeff Broncos win uh, to take on Carmel next week as uh, the Red Zone and the parents uh, make their way down to the field to celebrate with the guys, uh, you know, a lot of attention here in town to Coach Shanley and the, the, the continuity of the coaching staff for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guys buying in, the guys being at workouts, the enthusiasm for the football team. Uh, and, and you know, what better way to cap off an undefeated season, mm-hmm. a conference championship, with uh, you get an opportunity to host a sectional game and uh, one last victory at the shoe for this group of seniors. Mm-hmm. 27-24 is your score. And now an opportunity next week to go down to Indianapolis and take on the behemoth. Yeah. One, one shot at, you know, one shot at Carmel uh, a week from tonight. And, Christian, I don't know if you know the answer to this yet or not. Are you uh, going to be on the broadcast next week? I will. Okay. I, I don't know who with yet. 
I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how that works. But, uh, again, back-to-back nights to be in the booth with you has been a ton of fun. Yep, it uh, has. Appreciate you having me up here with you. And, uh, again, uh, final thoughts on tonight's game, Christian? Uh, I think I think the Broncos, you know, did had a very good game plan here in the second half. They've, especially those last couple drives, they, they ran the ball efficiently and they were able to open up some area on the field and throw the ball. And, and, you know, very exciting that they were able to come out with the 27-24 win, and it should be a fun one next week over at Carmel. Yeah, again, your score, 27-24 here in sectionals. Your Broncos live to see another day, as Christian mentioned a second ago, next week at Carmel. Again, uh, thanks to Randy Brist back in the studio for engineering tonight's broadcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And for Christian Maggio, I'm Scott Graves. Uh, Broncos win 27-24. Good night, everybody. You're listening to WJEF in Lafayette, student-run radio from the halls of Jefferson High School. Every day when the work is behind you and the shop and the store put the lock on the door, just get away where your worries won't find you. If you like, well, I'll tell you. The evening comes, there's so much to do, you better pull.